It's true that all the men you knew were dealers who said they were through with dealing every time you gave them shelter. I know that kind of man. It's hard to hold the hand of anyone who's reaching for the sky just to surrender. Who is reaching for the sky just to surrender. And then sweeping up the jokers that he left behind, you find he did not leave you very much, not even laughter. Like any dealer, he was watching for the card that is so high and wild, he'll never need to deal another. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. Hello, welcome back to Flow Through Film. Uh, it is one of your hosts, Luke, and today, uh, for episode 64, we are starting uh, a series of my choosing, which is the American filmmaker Robert Altman. I'm very excited, and uh, the first two films we're going to be doing are his 1971 film, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, and his 1973 film, The Long Goodbye. And so before we get into it, uh, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Danny. Hello. And Blake. What's up? Um, And so before we actually, like, straight up just, like, uh, go dive into the movies, I wanted to ask you guys, kind of, first off, like, uh, Altman in particular, what's... What, what movies have you seen from him? Like, how many? Uh, and what, what are your observations on him as a filmmaker, like, in general? So, like, I guess. Um, so I've only seen three Altman movies, and I think they're all... Is Images 70s? Yes. Yeah, because they're all 70s movies, because I've only seen these two and then Images. Okay. And I need to watch more. I said I was going to watch more after I watched <laughs> McCabe and Mrs. Miller, because I fucking loved it, and I just never got around to it. But, um... But yes, I love McCabe and Mrs. Miller and The Long Goodbye. We'll get okay. into those movies later. But I really like Robert Altman as a director, though. Like okay. he's way more interesting than I than like like I feel like maybe some people look at Robert Altman and think just like a studio director, basically. Yeah, but yeah. he's way more interesting. Yeah, he's than that, so. yeah, he, he, he. It's kind of what I find interesting is how he what he takes to the studio, kind of the more studio filmmaking. Cause yeah, like, and he got fired by basically every studio worked for. Too, oh so. yeah, he, he did not like studio directing. He's yeah. not uh, someone you really like. <coughs> he, he didn't get along with them really at all. Yeah, so. But yeah, he's way more interesting than I think people give him credit for okay. most of the time. So. I agree, I agree. Um, Danny? Uh, so Altman, he's always been, like, I've only started watching him this year. Like, he's always yeah. kind of been one of the classic directors I hadn't watched. Uh, so I'm, I'm almost, like, looking forward to the series to see what I get out of him. But from the ones yeah. I've seen, like, McCabe and Mill- Mrs. Miller, the one we're about to talk about, is probably my favorite. Okay. Um I don't know, I just, I don't have, I haven't seen enough to have, like, a strong okay. opinion on him. Okay. <clears throat> You'll have to ask me at the end. Okay. But from just looking at his filmography and stuff, I can tell like he's a very uh, like wide-ranging director, is what I yes, really yes, like. Yes, like yes. Um, it looks like he tries something new in like, every one of his movies. Yes, know? yes. Um, and, you know, and you can tell he definitely has like a distinct style. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. seen people say like the Almond Touch or like Almond Esque. Almond Esque, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was gonna talk about. What what I what I drawn me to him a lot. But. I think one of the things though that I can tell that is Almond Esque is a. Uh, his use of uh, the soundtrack. Definitely. The yeah. That's definitely one of the main ones. Uh, that's definitely, like, uh, you can tell he loves that in a lot of his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least the three I've seen, but... Yeah. Um, he loves the Zoom ones, too. Yeah, so I was about to bring that up, because uh, <laughs> yes. what, what, what I love about him, you kind of said it there, like, uh, he takes these different uh, these different aspects of his style, and he'll, he'll just, he can do anything with, like, go to any t- type of movie, like, he doesn't really have, like, a weakness in any genre. 
Uh, he's just so he's so versatile with the shooting style of the zoom lens, the uh, uh, the sound, the sound, his uh, sound tracking, his uh, the way he he often with his zoom lens, his, his his approach to the story is often like a very objective one. We talked about like with Ozu, he's he's his camera kind of operates in a very similar way. Um, but yeah, Almond's someone I've discovered uh, really. I think. The first movie of his I watched was The Long Goodbye, and that was, like, late last year, like, December. And, basically, he's also kind of someone I've been... I've really discovered this year, and... He's, like, a director where I was, like, I didn't expect to love him as much as I did. It's just, like, each movie of his that I watched more, it's, like, oh, okay, this guy has, like, a endless amount of, like, really interesting stuff Because you've seen 18 of his, right? 14. 14, okay. Yeah, 14. Uh, so, yeah. Love, love Altman was, uh... I think we should... Go and get into it. So, uh, with these two movies, uh, I, I these are two of these are probably my two favorite almonds, but also two of my favorite movies of all time. And I didn't really think before I rewatched them this time that they were that similar, and je- like really that similar at all. But uh, rewatching this time, they actually do have some more similarities. Specifically, like uh, both uh, are very pretty much. Uh, quite uh protagonist oriented like they both have like this one lone pro- protagonist basically that they focus on most of the time uh and we were talking about before danny that like basically both of them in a way like their approach to the story happening is kind of similar and how they don't really know what's happening but then they sort of act like they do but they sort of still do have some uh awareness of what's going on um but yeah and also both these uh movies altman kind of uh He's kind of deconstructing both of the genres these are in. Uh, McCabe is Miller for the Western, which is the more obvious one, but the Long Goodbye is one I realized this time. He's, he is very much, like, uh, subverting the expectation of, like, the private de- detective okay, genre. Yes, 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 which yes, is yes. super interesting. It, it gave the whole movie a whole new element for me, honestly. Uh, yeah, because, like, no, yeah. yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about that specifically later, yeah. but it just... I think that's a... He... Because when you said he was, like, a... You were talking about him, like, basically mastering every genre he came yes. into, or, like, he can make every time you're in a movie, <clears throat> like that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I always talk about Kubrick like that. Um, and, but, I, I think Allman is more, like, Kubrick is almost like, he does use a genre, but it's yeah. almost like he's making his own kind of movie, just maybe with certain genre, like, aspects of it. Yeah. But it does seem like Allman is just more aware of the genre itself. Yeah, that's a good At least point, from, yeah. at least these two, okay? Because I, 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 that's all I can speak on, but it's, uh... Like, it does feel, especially with McCabe and Mrs. Miller, it does feel like he's very aware of, like, audience expectations of what a Western is supposed to be, you yeah. know, like, how characters are supposed to look, what you expect when you see those kind of characters. Yeah, because, yeah, you, you, can, you can enjoy these at a surface level. Yes, like, yes, uh, yes. This is a great private detective movie, even yes. though it might not have all the tropes of the usual one, but... And especially yeah. with Long Goodbyes, like, <clears throat> all of it's set up so well, yes. um, like, to where, even at the very end, you're like, I mean... That's, I guess, okay, we'll talk about it there. Yeah. I don't like the very, very end yeah. as much, but in terms of how he escapes and stuff, where it's basically just the money saves him and it just shows yeah. up. The, you know, the wife just puts it there for him or else he would basically die or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that happens is just like, up until the very end, you're, you're, you're thinking he's going to get out of it. You know, yeah, it's like, because yeah, yeah. he's still playing the kind of cool detective the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Even when he's, ba- he's basically like losing control in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel about. And the reason I was saying that because I also feel about the same way about Warren Beatty and, uh, and McKinney Mrs. Miller too. Yeah. Okay. It's like they still get their moment per se, but it's like 
it's it doesn't feel like a western moment or a pi you know a private detective moment yeah you know, like okay. it typically would in a genre yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know if that makes sense, but well, well, <coughs> kind of like both. That's why I'm like yeah. Kubrick is like it's almost his own thing, you yeah, know. Okay. It's just a Kubrick movie, but this one it's like he it does still feel like a western. Like it feels enough like a western, yes. or you can call it a western. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yet it's still like completely not a western. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's an antique. Holman himself called, called it anti western. Yes, uh, yes, in general. But yeah, you have to bring up specific examples of that when we. Okay, okay, but yeah. oh, there's definitely. I mean, the entire ending is a specific example, okay. but, but well, yeah, and more like I was saying is rewatching it. Knowing what how the movie ends, it yeah. reframes how I viewed all the characters. For the okay. first time, it is feels like more just classical western. Now it's and then rewatching it is almost like you can tell he's making fun of it a lot. Yeah, honestly. but like without judging, almost it's, it's like uh, he's just like it's almost he's showing how funny it is when you know the. End well, yeah, that, that's part of his obje- uh, the, his objective camera. It's, <coughs> it's voyeuristic, exactly. You know, like he, he's, he's not uh, turning a certain. Uh, viewpoint of his onto the characters. He's very much letting it speak for itself. Yes, yes. Uh, with his camera. Dude, the long goodbye especially is voyeuristic because his camera's always moving. Oh, yeah. And it's always he, making he, you he feel spe- like you're spe- looking yeah, at Yeah, he specifically it, so. wanted the camera to always be moving in that yeah. movie. But, um, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get into McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Um, so, I mean, I, should, should I... I guess we can go ahead and just say, like, Overall thoughts on the movie. You kind of sort of, both of you kind of already sort of gave your overall thoughts, but like, just more focusing on McKay and Mrs. Miller. What are, you, what are your thoughts, uh, Blake? No, I, this is my favorite. I mean, I've seen three. This is my favorite all of them, <laughs> yeah. but I, it's also just, it's also one of my favorite westerns of all time. Okay. Like, it's, it's an amazing movie. Um, just the fact that, like, like, we've been talking about the, the deconstruction, like, he, him deconstructing McKay, basically, this, yeah. this first part of the podcast, but the way he does it is just, is beautiful basically yeah, and the ending as we'll talk about is also beautiful because there's just a lot of cool things that go into it like to get that go into that ending that we'll get to but yeah. um i also just love how he uses his actors honestly like yes. he just lets them act basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he doesn't like that that's one of my I favorite parts he uses about a lot this, of so. improv oh yeah, yeah. especially like especially with elliot gold because uh, elliot gold is like the master of improv <laughs> He, he's yeah that whole uh what it's okay with me it was all him so was yeah all and, and the the whole uh interrogation scene was improvised right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i read yeah. that too or i, I don't watch that yeah yeah um yeah any what are your overall thoughts overall thought i mean i kind of mentioned earlier like yeah. just how it feels like a western but also very anti-western yes um i think the reason for that is it feels like it's a western that knows that the end result of kind of capitalism or just you know, yeah, this, yeah. the myth, the of, the myth free of yeah, the yeah. Fifth, the myth, the free market is, uh, you know, small, you know, small business everywhere will win kind of thing. Yeah. But really, it's, it's like this big. Uh, this is very relatable. Even twenty twenty three is the bigger business will come out and either uh, try to buy it from you or yeah. it'll find other ways to get yeah, it from basically. you. Oh, you know, yeah. um, and this one is just more direct in terms of it just direct killing. Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to say, like, before we actually get it, I, I yeah. love how how real this movie feels because, like, oh, yeah. I mean, they actually went up to Canada and actually made this town. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they, they were building they, it they, during the production. The, like, the, it's, yeah. cra- it's honestly insane. They had to shoot the whole uh, thing basically in sequence because of that. Because They, they did until the ending, yeah, which yeah. we'll get to, but, but uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, um, so, I guess my overall thoughts on McCabe is obviously, like, one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, everything you guys said is correct. Like, I love, like, the anti-Western genres of it. Especially, like, not only what you were saying with, like, McCabe and, like, uh, you know, the capitalism in general, but also just the bad guys and, like, the fighting. Yeah. Because th- th- these bad guys, like, in typical Westerns, you know, you always have, like, that, like, uh, 
samurai-esque respect uh, to honor or whatever to the battles. Like, there's always a standoff. Everyone has to play fair. In this movie, the bad guys do not play fair. They all shoot you in your back, like, uh, yeah. be extremely unfair. Like, it truly makes them feel like actual bad guys. Um, it's crazy. And he, he's really just, like, he's stripping, like, the romanticization out of the Western yeah. genre in this movie. Like, it's all grimy, yes. cold, uh... Uh, just ex- yeah, realistic like you said, and it. But like throughout all of that, it's all it's such a cozy movie though in general. Like the atmosphere yes. in a way. Like well, the haziness is like. Uh, I know Blake mentioned this before we started, but they what they did is like they flashed the film before they shot. Yes. They used it, which makes the film already like you're not supposed to do that because it makes it look like this. Yes, 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 yes. It makes it look really hazy and just out of focus, kind of. Um, and the whole movie has that really that feel to it. Until the yes. ending, yeah, until the snow scenes that yeah. are almost like shot the clearest, you know, oh, in the most man. daylight. Which, in a way, because that's um, when McKay feels the most danger. It's like when he's with the most yes. aware, in a way. But it's still happened. like to me, it's almost like that's the most classic Western moment. Oh too. well, to me, it's that's the death of the Western. Okay, yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like in terms of just the way it's filmed and stuff. Yeah. like it's still Western. It's still, it's, it's like it's like I don't know if any <clears throat> Western has filmed a battle like just like that. Like the way it's like okay, in the yes, air, yes. like. No Western has it in snow. True, that okay. too, yeah. I need to watch more. Or not a lot of them. I mean, there there are some. But. Yeah. No, because the way it's shot, it's just amazing. Because oh, uh, I, I love the <clears throat> little blurriness and a little fuzziness, you know, out-of-focus shots and yes. stuff, so... Yeah, it's it kind of hard to get uh, screenshots because, <laughs> like, they were all like every time I would pause, it'd be like a little like little part of it be like kind of like blurry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh. but uh, anyway, um, so yeah, let's let's get in, go ahead and get right into it. So, uh, first of all, we have kind of the opening of the movie, which uh, I love a lot because uh, you kind of just see McCabe arriving at the. With the song too, yes. I was about to say Leonard Cohen songs fit. It'll be so well. at the beginning of the podcast. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they fit so well here. Oh, like, yeah. just like how like. Well, uh, this one is specific is. too. It's like it's a very specific part of the movie because he'll use certain song lyrics from the songs at certain aspects. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Of the movie, yeah, yeah, the first, the first the one is called the, the the stranger <laughs> song, and way yeah, him yeah. showing up, he's the stranger in this part of the yeah, movie yeah. to everyone. Um, and so he 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 arrives at like the the town. Uh, and uh, we we get like this like opening of just like him slowly kind of getting into town, but like uh, it's all like grimy and cold. And uh, there's a cu- cool story about it involving Kubrick because uh, th- you know the scene where like he he's about to cross the he, the shot he's about to cross the bridge and then he lights a cigarette. And you can like the, the cigarette's like the only like warm color you can see. It's like a it stands out that little flame. Yes, yes. Um, Kubrick saw the movie when it opened. Was that and, on the bridge? Yes, it was oh, across dude, the bridge. Oh, I love that yes. shot. Oh my gosh. And uh, Kubrick uh, called Altman and told him, uh, uh, how did you get that shot? And like when when, Kub- uh, when Altman <laughs> told him, Kubrick was like, how did you know you got it? And Altman was like, I don't know, I just I just kind of trust uh, trust I got it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, that goes with like, that clip I sent you where he was like, where it was like saying, he, he doesn't shoot that many scenes because he just like, or maybe I didn't send you guys this clip, but he was talking about in that documentary, or not in the documentary, but just like an interview with him. Where he was just like, he says that he doesn't shoot that many scenes because he's just watching like he's like like he's actually watching as like a fan basically. Yes. And like once he once he has it and once he like as he's watching it, he, and he gets that feeling inside. I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like that's yeah. whenever he stops. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, like he just it's just instinct. And basically. which is actually funny because Warren Beatty is sort of the opposite. Yeah. He, he he needed more takes to warm up. Okay. So that kind of uh, had a very like um, uh, conflict with Altman. In fact, there's a story. 
Hold on. I, I need. I need to. I didn't put this down in my notes. Sadly. Sadly. I forgot to. Um. About. Is this a, a scene? bathtub scene? I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know if it's specifically what scene it is. I because um, in the doc in the doc because this is a because on the on the McCabe and Miss Blue Miss uh, Mrs Miller uh, Criterion Blu-ray they include a documentary that's actually an hour long and in that one of the people said that uh, that yeah. Altman or whenever they were shooting the bath the bath scene where he's in the bath getting drunk as hell before he goes yeah. to visit Mrs Miller yeah. Yeah. Um, Altman only was there for the first like ten takes okay yeah, he, that's he, what, yeah yeah they told his like so, assistant yeah yeah, he was yeah like, so yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, B, like, insisted on more takes. Yeah. And then Altman's like, okay, sure, but I'm gonna go to bed, and left his assistant yeah. to go shoot him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently, what I, what I read is that, um, uh, they, they did over 30 takes of the scene there. And, uh, basically, apparently Altman got his revenge by ordering BD to do 25 takes of a scene involving BD in the snow. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, it apparently was, uh, there was apparently a rip between the two, obviously. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's I fucking hilarious. Out, so, which is, yeah, it's funny. But no, it's, yeah. The, the assistant director said that they sat in that, in that room for another hour after Altman went to bed, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Filming that take. <laughs> It's a good shot. Oh, it's a great shot. But that, but I mean, she said she she was like, I don't know if he, if any of those ever got in, and, and, and knowing yeah. and knowing Bob, they probably didn't. So yeah. no, because he got what he, he got what he got. It's not that much. He already knew what he got. That's the one where he's just like he kind of looks like a Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bathtub. Yeah. But yeah, then we get McCabe walking into the bar, and this this is this is the scene that kind of sets up McCabe as like a legend, like a very storied like gunfighter. Because so he he like. He's he's coming in. He's like the typical you know wisecracking like Western character. Which this time I also noticed how kind of how lonely he is as well. Like uh, it's it's super interesting. Uh, like he he often would often like frame him and like uh, kind of alone in the frame a lot too. Um, it's something that, that I thought about because in a way he didn't he he didn't really connect with anybody in this movie. Like he's he's. He's he's always lonesome. He he only wants to be alone in this movie. Like he doesn't want any partners or anything. Um, but that's kind of just adds to the legend of him because he's like until Mrs. Miller. But yeah, yeah until Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny because we'll get to that. The, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I, the scene he um, he goes into the bar and um, he basically starts the card game at the bar. Um, which and then basically this is how everyone finds out. This is the guy who shot Bill Roundtree. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Pudgy McCabe or whatever. <laughs> Which is a funny well, it's funny. It's kind of just it's showing like how legends spread. Yeah, you know, almost like more realistic version. Like as we come to learn, he probably didn't shoot that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Which, oh my gosh! But like, it doesn't matter as long as he put on a good show for everyone. You know, like yes. he's clearly like the most sophisticated guy there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and he, and he's like he he starts off this like uh, sort of similar to how like Elliot Gold's character in Long Goodbye. Uh, uh, what's, what's Marlo? Marlo and Gold okay, yeah. Long Goodbye is kind of. He feels like every line of dialogue is exactly what uh, he, he, like the the cool yes, Western yes, guy yes, is going to yes, say. Yes, like, yes. like uh, when he's going out to take a piss, and like the guy comes out there is like, "What you doing?" He's like, "He's like, where are you going?" He's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go to that fence over there." Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, take a pee, and then like, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's throughout this whole movie until we get to the Deacon Shark thing, like when those scenes were. Uh, he's on. He's stripped of this uh, legend, in a way. Um, but yeah, like uh, so. And then I think time next scene is when he starts to get the prostitutes from the town, um, which he's like. Of course, he's he's going up to this brothel guy and being like, he's like negotiating him like he's the man. Like, 
And he, he does a good job of like negotiating it down to this guy from uh, this uh, brothel owner in this nearby town. But uh, seeing with the, the prostitutes are a big part of this movie. Um, and what what I kind of appreciate about this movie that adds the realistic part of it is like in like uh, when I think of like prostitutes in like other Western movies, I think of like well, Once Upon a Time in the West, where the prostitute movie is Claudia Carnell. Yeah, which is who's like one of the hottest women ever. Like, yeah. and, okay, then, and then you, saying, this movie. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like no, these women are yeah, ugly. No, like, no, they're no. That's a they're, they're no. Like, that's I mean that that adds the realism because they're yes. fucking in Canada, dude. Like yes. they're in the Northwest. Like that's a specific take on the on the Western genre. Like that's that's something Altman wanted to do. He's yeah. like he, that's one reason why it's snowy and everything and always rainy. Is like he wanted to set something where it wasn't in the desert because that's always where you seem to see westerns. Is like in a yes. desert or like in like the journey. West is always to California. Whenever no, we did journey to Seattle and yes. stuff too, and we yes. tried we we tried to go to Canada, yeah. and so that's what this movie is. He wanted to do, he wanted to like make it like that. Yeah. And if you're going that far and into that cold of an environment, mo- most hot women they're not going to be like the prostitutes yeah, are going to be super. They're models. not going to be quiet. Yeah, it's going yeah. <laughs> to be people that are willing to go up there, like yeah. or forced to or forced to. Yeah, but yeah, it's. But they're and, not going to be the they're not going to be the most attractive women. So. And the scenes involving them aren't always are very often not pretty as well as which we'll get to. It's quite like it's it's definitely more realistic than you usually get. Um, but yeah, um, it's some great. There's some great like it's it's kind of funny. Like it's almost ironic because we get like the sun the really good sunset shots and then ride on the yes. horses. Like it, it feels like a western if you didn't know the characters and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. only saw the wide shots. Yeah. And then they cuts close. Yeah, you know, but it's like of course he's bringing prostitutes to a yeah. town, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like just once again knowing what's gonna happen, it just makes it almost undercuts everything. Well, that's already the, that's all. It's already starting the deconstruction of the western yes. because like your western hero is, 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 is a pimp. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, as, he basically has no idea what he's doing. As we learn at the end, he really doesn't know what he's doing. Oh yeah, no, he definitely does. And the fact that. That like basically the only way these people uh, spend their time are drinking, uh, going to the whorehouse, or smoking opium. <laughs> yeah. Like what? What an awful like kind of depressing way to live, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, especially at this time. But uh, yeah, we get the shot of them arriving, which is a, a, a very beautiful weather shot uh, in a movie that's otherwise not involving that. Like uh, good weather conditions, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and like uh, we get like uh, McCabe like talking to like the builders like you'll have these tents up and they're like no like it. the the, the no. name like the builder guy with the glasses he's so funny yeah, like because yeah. uh, his whole character is basically just making excuses why uh, <laughs> stuff isn't getting done or like uh, or they like made mess up or something like uh, um, but yeah like he's like they're like talking and then and then the pros- this prostitute and this guy get in like this like fight like this brawl yeah. or whatever and it's like. Uh, McCabe has She's to go stabbing for, him. I'm pretty sure that's right? oh, that's that's, that's later. later. Oh yeah, yeah, this is the first one. Yeah, the first one. It's like just yeah. like the other prostitutes are like trying to separate them, and so he has to set like McCabe's like has to like bring the prostitute to like some like room or whatever. Um, but uh, but I love this quote by uh, McCabe that happens uh, in this uh, scene. He says, "You boys got to make up your mind if you want to get your cookies because if you if you want to get your cookies, I got some girls up here." Could, I got some girls up here that can do more tricks than a goddamn monkey on a hundred yards of grapevine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. A lot, lot of great lines. From no, there's a lot like, of great uh, lines. Especially for yeah. him, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I do think that Altman let him just, like, wheel it, basically. I can see that. Yeah, because, like, there's that one, with, there's that one uh, later on where he's like, 
if a frog had wings, he wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he twice. Would. It was twice. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, was, that was really like good because the yeah. first time he says it, it's like kind of cool. Yeah. You know? But then the second time he says it, he's almost like panicking, you know? Yeah, and it's right, like, yeah. and like the guys he's saying to don't really care like, what he's like, saying. Yeah. Like, because like, the, 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 the first guy is like the one who's like, wants <laughs> yeah, to yeah. suck up to him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and then when he's under the guy's like, what? <laughs> like, but, uh, it's like, where are you sitting? But yeah, we, we, there's also a scene with the prostitutes in the room where like one's like, licking the blood like the one has like a bloody knee and like the other one's like licking it off of it it's like uh... but i think that's important because it's shown right after he says that to the guys oh is it okay yeah, yeah. It's... it's like he's walking into the room and that's when he c- c- cuts inside his room yeah, yeah almost yeah. a show like this is what he's selling you know like because yeah, he yeah, just yeah. said like i have what What did he say the monkey line or yeah, something yeah uh he has um I, I i i got some girls out here that can do more tricks than exactly the yeah. and then like he cuts to those women basically yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point but... uh but basically, this is kind of like the whole West. The, like, this is the myth-making of the West, yes. right? You're selling something, you yeah. know, like, you're it's almost like a, a big ideal, and then this is the reality. You know, he's, yes. he's trying to show both. Like, yeah. Uh, and I think, like, McCabe is kind of like, he's like that ideal that we still want him to be the hero amongst, you know, we still want him to succeed, you know? Like, yeah. we're kind of wanting him to be, like, to still set up the successful town, even though, like, the whole time we've watched him, like, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, but well, we're still cheering for him, though. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that's the whole Western idea. It's like, Warren Beatty, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. And, and there's, like, the Western, like, there's a reason why we cheer for the no, Western no, no. real as well, you know? It's yeah. like, but I think he does a good job of showing both sides. Yeah, honestly, like, good point. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I love this next scene, too, because this is when uh, the owner of the bar comes to make, to uh, ask McKay for, to form a partnership with him, um, which is hilarious, because we see, like, the very, like, uh, next few scenes that, uh, uh, when Mrs. Miller comes along, he, uh, he 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 has to go back on that basically because she's like such a strong character in a way. But this is when we get the line of if, if a frog was had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass so much. You <laughs> yeah. follow me? You follow me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh my gosh! Uh, no, yeah, that was all word. Yeah, but but then this is when it get, this gets interrupted by uh, a prostitute stabbing, yeah, starting to stab a guy, which is brutal. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, this is when then we get the train arriving with Mrs. Miller. Um, which her character, I, I also really like, because, like, she is, like, she, she's uh, obviously a very strong woman, and then, like, Warren Beatty, like, is not used to that, and it's it's funny just watching him kind of, like, come to terms with it, like... Uh, he's not used to it, but he's also extremely attracted by it, Oh yeah, obviously. In which, and then we get the questions, is the romance really even that real, in a way? Because, like, oh, yeah, yeah no. like, we'll get to it, though. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get to that, um, but we also get Shelley Duvall's character arriving, which is actually, you said Kubrick earlier, just a little thing to point out. Both these movies have, a, uh, an actor that starred in a Kubrick, or were prominent, uh, members, uh, actors in a Kubrick movie. Uh, Shelley Duvall in this movie. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, the guy who played Roger Wade in Long Goodbye is in, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Sterling Hayden. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Just, 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 uh, Is he the general or something? Who is he? He's in Doctor Strange. No, no, well, who is he in Doctor Strange? He's Which the main general. The main general? Yeah, he's yeah. one of them. Oh, dude, he's yes. in Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to be getting longer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to get longer. Yeah, but uh, Mrs. Miller, like, immediately approaches McCabe, and she's, like, she's she dominates the conversation with McCabe. It's it's hilarious to watch. Like the, the, Basically showing how he doesn't know anything about taking Well, I do think the Shelley Duvall yeah, character yeah. is also just a little bit more interesting just because she is a mail order bride. Like yeah. and that does come into that does come into play later whenever like obviously her husband dies right, yeah, in the like, fight. Like that's yeah. whenever things stop being fun, basically. But uh 
But yeah, like she's basically like it's just showing the same thing of like this is like a woman had to be like a prostitute. Yeah, they, yeah they're basically the same thing. Be, yeah, they're basically boy. the same thing in this in this part of the oh, movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. And this expanding list. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that Miss Miller McKay go to the restaurant and like, oh man, it's it's so funny like uh, watching like uh, McKay like like oh get, get those guys some drinks like trying to impress uh, Mrs. Miller and like he's like he's like dusting off his hat like trying to look cool or whatever. Oh man, um, but um, basically, like we see, like I, I find this scene really interesting because we see just like Miss Miller just eating the whole time when she gets her food. No, no, no one's saying anything. Like uh, McCabe's just like looking at her, like what the hell? Like this woman eating a lot. Like oh, see, uh, that's where that's where I was like, this man's attractive as hell because he's honestly, watching her eating and he's just like, I feel like he's in awe. Like honestly, <laughs> like that's kind of how he looks because oh, he's because he's just having whiskey and eggs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> But then, like, as soon as she's done eating, she just, like, grills him on this, like, yeah. deal, basically. Yeah, like, like, and he's like, he's like, oh, I, I know about, uh, like, uh, how, how to... I know how to be a Run a brothel, you know? Yeah. And, then, and then she, like, uh, basically, like... all those questions and stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> just, just basically just breaks him down. Like, oh, okay, never mind. I, I guess, like, yes, I guess I have to give in to this partnership, which uh, happens. But, um, but, yeah, then we get... Um, uh, basically, yeah, he gives him the deal, and he's like... And, like, we kind of get, like, uh, uh, a scene, too, of, like, uh, him, like, going up to her house at night. And, like, yes, it's like, yes. uh, Ms. Miller, uh, I, I feel like, uh, uh, as, as the buyer of these things, I, sh- I should know uh, w- when those prostitutes are arriving. And she's, like, not even paying attention to him. Like, the door's locked and everything. Uh, no, it's, it's funny because, like, he... I think she doesn't... I don't know if she tells him he has to take a bath or, like, basically her, her thing is, like... All the men have to take baths yeah. before they can come come to the brothel. Yeah, the brothel. I was just called a brothel. Yeah. Um. And so, but then I think he takes a bath too, because it's funny. There's a few scenes in the movie where he's like just talking to himself when he's by himself. Yeah. And this is one time, and in this first scene, he's like, "I'm not taking no goddamn bath uh, to himself." So goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he comes outside and he talks to the like the basically that glasses guy and all the people yeah. he's paying he says he's paying them extra so they can build the bathhouse yeah they okay, can build yeah. the bathhouse he's paying them like 25 cents or something now yeah yeah well yeah after after they work in the mines I think yeah yeah after, yeah, yeah and he's paying them to build that bathhouse at night yeah um, and he says something about like Mary Five Fingers oh yeah um, yeah go and play with Mary Five Fingers yeah yeah and then yeah, and then they leave and then he leaves and that glasses guy tells like the rest of them the same thing and they're like um, well, shut up yeah. <laughs> he says the same thing but he says it like badly yeah, yeah, too because yeah. he's like he's like Five Fingered Mary or something oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he's honestly just one of my favorite characters yeah he's, he's so funny um um but yeah then we get like the prostitutes arriving which is like this super like uh rainy like oh like the the the, the, the like the it's it's so impressive how like uh i don't know disgusting like rainy it is when, when they're arriving like you can it definitely it doesn't feel fake at all like it's, it's very, not yeah it's real it's uh because yeah i think they all shot on location did 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 they use rain? I thought I read something they might have used some rain. But I don't know. They they, might it have rained a lot where they shot. No, yeah, I think they shot in Vancouver. Right? No, they they shot in Canada. So yeah, they, they don't really have to do anything. They just have to wait a day and it'll rain. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, it, it looks super real if, if it wasn't for some reason. Um, um, but yeah, uh, we see like the prostitutes take a bath, and it's not it's not the most like again. This is showing how like. Uh, in the scenes where the prostitute's taking a bath, this isn't the most like glorifying thing. Like in like a like a regular western, to be like extremely more like. Uh, I I don't know. I think in this one, it actually is more glamorous than you're giving it credit for. Just because I think that's what he's trying to do with these prostitutes, because these are the like 
good prostitutes, basically. Okay. Like, they're the attractive okay. ones. Like, they're the ones that are, like, coming in from well-established, like, brothels, basically. Okay. Like, they're coming up here to get paid. And, but, like, uh... But I think but the way... Both. I think it be but, Well, the way they're shooting it, though, is, like, I feel like it's, like, these, like, these, like, jewels, basically, coming into the... Yeah. Coming into the... Wow. Coming into Canada. Maybe. And I do think that they said that in the documentary, too. Like, he... That's, like... That's kind of what Altman wanted. Like, he wanted the brothel... To be like the jewel of like the town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's where everyone goes. That's why they all have to be clean and everything. Like exactly. that's everyone yeah. has to be clean. And then you go to the church later on, where where that's that's always what we're told, and that's always like how the West was. Like that's how we like spread the spread of the West is like the church was like the central part of the town. Okay. But like whenever you go to the church in this one, it's like not even yeah. fully built. Yeah. But there's like, like other words, there's like storage yeah. stuff in it, like uh, and they and in that documentary they did say or not the not not, not the documentary an interview with the uh, Vilgos something I, his cinematographer um, he said okay. that whenever they shot close ups especially of the women and anytime they shot like the women they always put a stocking a woman's stocking over the camera oh, to like really? give it that like yeah, that uh, that wrong. that like more uh, I, I'm gonna say glamorous because it kind of feels like that especially like Julie Christie's close ups feel like okay. warmer and stuff yeah but, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay I didn't I didn't know about that that's interesting. Um, no, yeah, but that's like that's why I disagree with like the griminess of at least these prostitutes because I think these are the ones that he's wanting to like it's, make. It's make also, like, yeah, it's also, I guess, town, it is basically. also like uh, it, it well counteracts how like rainy it was outside. Like all yeah. of a sudden, your bond is like very warm, very like steamy, like place. In a way. Yeah, and I think it's does she cut it with them taking a bath together? Like whenever they're like all slapping each other's asses and getting the same bath with her saying like what happens whenever a girl falls for another girl. Yeah, I know it was at the beginning too, but I feel I like know. they were saying something about that and then they like played that little thing also, but I don't know, but whatever. I don't, I don't think, by the way, but, um, but regardless, so that, had put, that had been put in our heads and then we saw them all taking it back together. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I also love, and then we get the scene where, uh, so like the, McCabe is like, he goes into the brothel to, with, to the worker with the glass, I don't know his name. The, the worker with the glasses, that's what I'm going to call him. Uh, and, and he's, like, he's like asking him, like, uh, apparently he messed up something on, the, like, the order books or something. And, like, while, while this guy's explaining to him, uh, we see in the background yeah. uh, this guy uh, uh, buying McCabe for, you know... To, M- M- Mrs. Miller, yeah. Yeah, already, yeah Miss, Miss Miller yeah. to, yeah, for... Um, Five dollars. Yeah. Um... So, five dollars for a night. With I don't know. Her. How, should I just say have sex with? I, no, I, I was no, like, I was like, five dollars okay, for a night with her. So yeah, for a night with her. Um, no, and that's important because um, in that bathhouse scene before, uh, yeah. they're like, it's just like this. Is that it's one of those crowded dialogue scenes where you just hear like Ram talking from yeah. the guys in there, and one of them says, because uh, they're talking about Chinese women. And how, yeah. like he's they're like, basically like it's another myth making they're, they're yeah. doing it's like yeah. uh, how Chinese women can you know do all these no that's actually stuff. that's an interesting uh-huh. point about the movie in general because the first time I watched it I didn't recognize just how much Chinese like like how much Chinese racism was going along go, yeah. was going on in this movie but, it's but also that's how cool it's, it's the northwest cool, too though that, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's interesting but it's, it's more just like uh, the Chinese were a big part of building the railroad yes. in the west uh-huh. yeah so it, yeah. but it's still kind of like that's how they were treated too at the same time yeah but uh. Yeah, but they're talking about what Chinese girls can do and everything. And okay. one of them says something like, uh, they're talking about their friend that... they're talk- He's talking about a friend he knows named Amos Linville who got to be with... The- who spent $5 to be with a Chinese woman. Okay. And he says, a guy like Amos doesn't spend $5 unless, you know, he knows what he's getting kind of thing. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. uh, like, I think that's what a lot of this movie is. It's like, a lot of people have to believe in this dream because that's what they're spending their money on or that's what they're yeah, doing. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah. what else can they believe in? You know, like... Yeah. And it's almost like that is an example of that. It's like... Yeah. Like every person that probably sleeps with Mrs. Miller, they're they're gonna say the five dollars is worth it. 
Yeah. Right? And because it all, the dream has to be true. It was like, yeah. you spend $5 on it. You know, you don't, it's like almost like a sunk cost if it's, if it's bad. So yeah, you don't want to yeah. say it's bad no matter what, yeah. you know? Yeah. But even like, we're watching from more objective and we're all, we're all saying none of this is that good. Yeah. And that's why I think Luke is kind of right where like, even the glory bathhouse scenes are still kind of grinding. Yeah. Still, oh yeah. Or in terms of like, I don't want to be there too. You know, even stuff, like, sure. even when the fancy girls come, it's like, is that even that great either? You yeah. know, like in terms of like, okay, yeah. the whole town is like, we kind of see it already as like a myth defeated almost, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, even if the characters in the movie don't see it that way. That's a good point. Yeah. No. And, and I, was, I also wanted to talk about the scene specifically because... This scene is amazing. Because yeah. the way you use the dialogue, like the, yeah. the dialogue tracks in the scene are amazing because... So you initially hear the conversation, but then it basically gets drowned out by uh, the guy ordering yeah. uh, Mrs. Miller. And like it, it basically mimics what uh, McCabe is uh, yeah. is at right now because he's, well, he's getting distracted. By it's it. not even really drowning out. I feel like it's just more so they're all played the same. Like I feel like they're they played okay, like the same. Be, the yeah. same like sound, like the same volume level. It's yeah. just we're drawn to what's happening and the camera's following what's happening yeah. somewhere else. Because like the next time I watch it, I actually want to listen to what the guy in the glasses is saying to Mister to McCabe okay. because like he's actually saying he's talking the entire time yeah. to Warren Beatty. And we just don't pay t- pay attention because we're paying attention to the other conversations that's happening in the back of the at the back of the place. Yeah. But that's something he did during this entire movie. Is like that was I think that's what he, that's something he said in one of his interviews. Like he uh, he hated how movies shot on the street never captured like what we hear on the street of like you would all like if you passing someone some people talking you're gonna hear their conversation just like you're not trying to eavesdrop you're just gonna hear it just because they're yeah. talking. But, like, you're getting that snippet of their life as they're going on, and then you just, like, walk away, and, like, you don't know, like, that story doesn't continue. Yeah. But that happens all the time in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, in, uh, and I'm pretty sure in The Long Goodbye, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I do love this scene, specifically because yeah. of that. But I do love how it opens, but, it, too, it, with it, him just walking in, and, then like, I think Mrs. Miller said, did you have a bath? And he's like, I'm not here as a customer, man. I'm here on business. <laughs> Um, and like it also, this also sets up kind of the seeds of like the romance between the two. Like he's obviously jealous. Yes. Uh, of her, of um, her going uh, spending time with a man, but um, yeah. Uh, but and then I think yeah, next scene we get is uh, McCabe uh, in his bar like alone. Uh, basically, uh, him him and Mrs. Miller are there, and he's like frustrated that. The bathhouse and the whorehouse are so much more successful than his bar. He's like, I haven't sold like a whole bottle of whiskey since uh, since I arrived or whatever. Um, and uh, M- Mrs. Miller's like, uh, like, uh, uh, like g- g- he like she like she like she's like obviously like kind of fed up with him. She like she like gives him the money like technically just like to calm him down or whatever. But then she's like uh, saying like yeah, but like I if you like extol more windows in the whorehouse, we can make more money. Which kind of it, it kind of adds to that like the the whorehouse is the jewel of the town in a way I think. Yeah, um, well, it's it's definitely it adds to that because she's saying like, why do you think they haven't bought any whiskey? Is because they're spending all their money in your bathhouse and yeah. your brothels, having yeah, yeah, sex yeah. with your women, <laughs> and then she pulls out the money and gives it to him. Um, but she's also like looking through his books at the same time. This yeah, is whenever yeah. she's like, this is whenever she's starting to realize that he's dumb. Like he's also dumb, oh like, yeah, obviously like, like she yeah. might have had a little bit more respect for him at the beginning, but. It, I feel like she never has that much respect for McCabe because she yeah. knows kind of who she's dealing. Like she, I you think she it's has. Romantic by the end? No, no. Oh, it's, it definitely is. It might no, be one. She's like crying at the very end no, when he dies. I don't think. And she I don't keeps think trying to warn him not, at all. I don't think it's definitely like it's definitely. I don't think they like each other for sure. Like during it's, their sex scene, she like there's one. She got she's high like, before it. That's and, true. And she made him pay for it. She always made him pay for it. No, that's why it's not purely romantic. It's like they like each other, but there's almost like. 
this business that has to be between them kind of thing. But I still think yeah. they like each other. Yeah, okay. I like, think she, she has a soft spot for him, yes, for yes. sure. And she but... definitely acts different with him than what she does with like the other guys and stuff. But she's yeah. also high. No, that's definitely true, yeah. But I think both those things, you can still feel something well, true about yeah, 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 I'm not smoking opium or whatever she's... I think it's... Uh, they are depressing scenes, though, like, um, mm-hmm. when she is smoking it most of the time. Yeah. Like, because it's, like, maybe in a different movie... That, like, it's it's obviously trying to be, like, in a different movie they would be romantically. So, yeah. But they oh, can't yeah. be in this one, because it's, you know, more like... Like I've been saying the whole time, like, it's more like... The, this is what, the myth is already destroyed. Yeah. You know? okay. So it's, like... Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. just part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but... I um then uh we get the scene he he's he he walks uh he's walking like in the snow in this next scene and he this is another line he kind of mutters to himself which I love it's uh money and pain 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 the <laughs> second time he said it is it oh do you say it he says it earlier the first time he meets Mrs. Matt, like when she's inside smoking and he he stays outside okay yeah. right yeah. after he walks away from her he says the same uh, yeah. he says he's cost he said, me so much money yeah he money said women pain. he said women money money and pain. yeah well he says something like money no yeah, he says so far you've cost me nothing but money money yeah. and pain 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 oh, yeah <laughs> so great uh-huh. no it is a great line dude like I'll never forget that it's a great line uh-huh. <clears throat> um but yeah and then we this is I think you mentioned it earlier Blake uh the scene where Shelley Duvall's husband gets like beat up in like a bar fight and killed basically yeah um, and this is like I, I love how it like lights the scene because it's like you can barely like even you can like sort of tell what's happening but it's like so dark and grimy that it's like you almost like can't really like figure yeah. it out I honestly have you seen the Far Country Far I don't it's know. um I can't remember it's one of uh James it's one of Jimmy Stewart's westerns but it's with I'll, yeah look it up while I'm talking okay. but this uh the, I feel like McCabe and Mrs. Miller is almost a deconstruction, almost of that movie because I was I, I hadn't seen the Far Country before I had seen Miss, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah. But like watching McCabe and Mrs. Miller again after watching that, I was I was like I was watching it this time. I was like, he's basically like taking a lot of the things that happened in the Far Country and just like showing what would actually be like in real life okay. almost, no. if with like these real people because like. Okay. This is a this is a scene that would definitely happen if you have a brothel in the fucking city or yeah. in your town, and then like someone has has a has an attractive wife. Obviously, they're going. Obviously, there's going to be like or like these uh these street these uh, cat collars that are going to be like, oh yeah, you want to sleep with me? Because you're obviously a prostitute. Yeah. Because you're in the like this is the type of town we're in. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just this happens and this happened in a lot of towns in the West, obviously, because yeah. brothels were a huge part yeah, of yeah, like yeah. forming the West. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I, I love. Um... I will. I, I need to watch more snow westerns in general, like because I know like uh, the one with Klaus Kinski was it the Great Silence. Great Silence. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been my watch list for a while. Um, it left Criterion last month. Also, oh, really? Sucks. Yeah, you can. I think you can download that one probably easily. Like, but... yeah, it's more convenient to watch. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this then this is when we get the the mining company people to church town. This is like this is capitalism coming in basically. This is you know, basically forcing you to make a deal with them in one way or another, you know, monetary or not. But um, uh, they, they, these scenes are great, honestly. I love these scenes because, like, uh, obviously they're they're like he's just like he's like obviously trying to play them, but like at the same time you sort of know something's about to go wrong. Like, oh yeah, because um, um, like it, just the way that these people, the 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 workers, kind of like approach situation. I don't really know how to describe it, but like just the way they approach it, like you know something's up, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something's gonna go wrong, basically. 
Uh, well, I think they had a conversation, even like the two guys that come in had a conversation before even talking to him. Yeah, like know. about like if this if this doesn't happen, we're gonna call the other guy basically. <laughs> like because like it's implied, I think even before they talk to him the first time that if they don't make a deal, something's gonna happen. Like they're gonna call some, they're gonna call the other guy in that they have to deal with stuff like this. Yeah. But I don't remember if that happens before that happens a or after. Later, I think it's yeah. After I can't this, remember if it's before or after or they first. I think she might tell him after he tells her about what they offered and stuff. Maybe because they also the two else. guys also have a conversation about that. I know because I know they they definitely have a conversation later whenever they actually call him, like whenever the guy says call him. Yeah. But I know that I know that someone warned McKay about that too. I, I, I don't know if she. I know that we. I know that we had. I know that there was a conversation about this. I just thought yeah, that, I didn't. I can't I remember happening before or after. Where like, to the yeah, when Harrison Mike, when like uh, they either sent it's something about like the the, the people they sent after. It's like yeah. They get their deal no matter what or something. Yeah, they get their deal no matter what. Um, And that's kind of like... You can see that today with just big businesses too. Like, they're going to get their deal no matter what. Like, to them it's like through the courts or something. But they're just going to... It's basically spending money a different way to get the same result. Yeah. Yeah. Either it'll be direct, we're going to pay you sixty two fifty, and you're going to take it, or, you know, we'll call him Bill the Butcher. Oh, man. (laughs) Bill the Butcher. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, which... Wait, what? No, Butler. Butler, yeah, his name's Butler. Uh, Butler, but the I, I thought you were joking when you said Butler. No, so, that's how I just think of him. He's like, that's honestly, he's, he's like he's, seven feet tall. They say he's seven feet tall. Really? Yeah, in the no. movie. So, like, is that what the actress actually height is? I'm not sure. Actually, there's no. Okay, I don't but, think so. But they, they just say he's. I mean, okay, in obviously the movie, back yeah, then he's yeah, probably just. Way he, shot and stuff. he could be like six. But see, that could be a myth too. Yeah, you know, true. Like, that's oh, he's seven foot tall, but who's gonna check? Like, yeah. Yeah. none of them seen None of them seen a seven footer. Like, probably none of you in a six. Six six was even rare back then. Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, which the, ties in the next scene because this is when McCabe kind of sneaks into Mrs. Miller's room, and uh, uh, this is this is when uh, he uh, McCabe tells her about the mining people coming to buy her, and she's like, basically like uh, starts warning him about like how like they're they're gonna they're gonna get you one they're gonna get you a degree one way or another basically. Um, but, uh, and then, like, um, the people, like, uh, the, the business people come to the brothel to talk to Ms. Uh, McCabe. And so he comes out there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll raise it, like, uh, uh, but, like, uh, we, we can come up with, like, another 750 or whatever. Yeah. And he still blows them off, like, <clears throat> and, like, asks them, like, to come, like, for breakfast tomorrow or whatever. And this is what I'm saying, where you watch the first time, and you're like, okay, maybe he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You can still be like, okay, it's kind of cool, like, he's trying to get a, he's trying to get a good deal, and he's playing it off. Yeah. But then rewatching it, knowing like he has no idea what he's doing, and yeah. he's going, you know, he's obviously going to fail. And, like basically, they're going to get what they yeah. want at the end. Well, because yeah. the fight, it just is... like it makes him look way more dumb. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and it's the same. He's not. It's not like it's changed anything. You know, just yeah. based on what we know. Of yes, yes, yes. Situation. The funny thing is, he's saying to everyone else, he's like, "I know what I'm doing." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why. Yeah. Buy, like that confidence is what's gotten yeah. gotten him here. Yeah, but it's but like almost like a fake it's confidence. You know, it's like yes, but it's almost like confidence can get you a lot of can get you far, you know, but it can also... Like, it can get you far until you know something. Like, bullshitting can get you far until you run into another bullshitter. Yeah, like, or just yeah, someone with more bullshitting power than you, basically. Yeah. You know? like, uh, you or they'll just kill you. You, you can't, can't bullshit a, a bullshitter. Yeah, or just someone, someone that's, like, so. you don't have power over, basically. Yes, yes. Um, um, but, yeah. Um, uh, this is when McCain and Ms. Laurel sleep together. We see them sleep together for the okay, first time, yeah. and, like, she still makes them pay for her, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, then we get... Um, well, and she's high during the scene too. Like okay, yeah, we yeah, did, yeah. we do see her like hide, quickly hide, hide everything, and like like leave the smoke so, away yeah, before like, before she lets them in. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
but it, which plays a part to it. I to think me that's shot part, like so. it is shot differently. Like they are kind of it's like the in love moment. That's the yeah, thing. No, that's why I think it's shot different. To me, it's both. To me, it's because like whenever, especially like I'm just thinking of the shot of him like. Looking directly at her, laying on the bed with like yes, the covers pulled yes, up to her that's face. Exactly what I'm thinking of, yeah. She's high as shit, dude. Like that's but, the thing. But that's, I don't know. that's part of the reason yeah. why I think like uh, it's like a romantic scene because this is the first time she's showing him high too. That's she's been true, hiding yeah. it the whole time. Yeah. That's the first well, time she's like, still hiding it though. Well, like he doesn't know because she, he said he has a line. She's later. letting him see her high. Where the whole yeah. other time she's locked the door away and be like, you can't yeah. see me. Yeah. And then and then and then she also knows that other people are gonna start implying that thing too them together too because yeah. like the rumor does spread like right after that yeah well, uh, yeah like, people are like spying on them too, yeah yeah right? and they're like, like oh, oh they're two in the room together you yeah, know like it's like, one of those things so yeah uh, i think it's more it's, it's not just a black or white romance no, but it's no, way yeah, more yeah. i think it is more like it's like they do have this kind of they clearly are more connected than the rest of everyone else uh, yeah. but yet they still can see like like you're saying like she probably she sees them as a dumbass a lot of times too oh, yeah. and then yeah. also like mccabe also wants to be independent you know, he wants to make his own decisions about everything, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, she keeps trying to give him good advice, and he keeps rejecting it. I mean, like, no, yeah. I'll do my own thing. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. the lawyer guy comes and tries to sell him his thing, like, he starts taking his side for a little bit. He's a big, strong <laughs> man, but then he needs to be cuddled. Like, oh, that's yeah, the thing at the end, also. Like, I don't know, yeah. It's it's a good, it's a really good movie. But I do yeah. love the shot of him just hanging on the $5 in the box, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or does that happen later? I don't know if it happens later. It happens, but it happens yeah. yeah. Um great show but yeah we also so this next scene it also uh plays into the anti-western trope because we get the funeral but then the cowboy shows up which you know in typical westerns the cowboy you know cowboy's like you know a cowboy you know he's like uh the hero like he's sort of like mccabe in a way like uh you know expert gunfighter and so we if we see this guy show up and like mccabe's like uh sees him and is like suspicious like and he goes up to him asks him like why are you here whatever and and he's like uh, he, it turns out he just he's just coming for the whorehouse basically. Like, yeah, oh, man. he heard about the whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this guy. Which uh, the the actor actually this guy he's he has a pretty prominent role in Nashville, which we'll talk oh, about okay. next week. I think I think Altman found him too. Like because yeah, he was only twenty, he was nineteen whenever they started filming yeah. this movie, so, which is crazy. He's a he's a musician, I'm pretty okay. sure too, okay. if I'm not mistaken. But um, basically, yeah, he only and he really only came for the whorehouse, and we we, we he gets even, he gets constructed even more in the bridge scene. <clears throat> which will happen later um but yeah this, then this is the scene where mrs miller hired shelly duvall uh at the whorehouse yeah. after her husband died basically like saying the connection of like uh how in the west like basically a marriage uh, uh being a wife to a guy uh is basically being a prostitute it's just like, playing it's just paying room and board you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and like uh, you had to do and, what you had to do. And so like you, she's like, uh, and the difference is you don't have to say no to nobody. Or like, uh, you, and you'll you have money to spend for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, um, basically, I think then uh, I think McCabe then gets informed about Butler that he's. I think that's. I think we see. Uh, we we see the. It's a great like dancing scene of like, like it's just like uh, the guy dancing on the frozen lake at night. Okay, yeah. And, like, they're playing the fiddle, and everyone's having a good old time, and then you just see this ju- this giant guy riding on a horse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, out, of the, yeah. out of the cold. And then, and then, like, his horse just turns around, they see the gun, and then that's whenever everything stops. Yes, okay. Yeah. And this guy is scary. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. like, uh... I, I would not want to run into this guy. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, McCabe gets informed, and basically then McCabe uh, <laughs> go- goes to meet Butler. And this is, this is one of the best scenes of the movie, honestly. honestly yeah. It's... 
so hilarious because okay, there's there's so many things that happen that like just like shift the power dynamics to the uh, butler guy. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, like the kid goes in, offers him a cigar, yeah. and the butler goes, "Hope oh, you have one of mine." Yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, and then. Uh, uh, he's like, McCabe's like, oh, can we, let's go step in my bar and have private comedy. Like, no, we're fine here. We're fine yeah, here. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, and, and, and then, like, the way he's, like, negotiating the money is, like, you know, like, uh, he's talking about the deal. He's like, you know, um, uh, well, the butler's, like, asking him, like, how much do you, uh, how much do you uh, want right now And he uh, for it? And he's like, McCabe goes, like, 8000 Well, actually, 7500 is more right. You know, shit, I'd be willing to make it sixty two fifty. Yeah, like, basically, yeah. like, because he's like, uh, what did you offer? What did you say to them? He's like, yeah, yeah. 12, 15. He was, 10, like 12, yeah. 30, he was like 10, 12. Yeah. Whatever. I was just kidding. You know, I was just bargaining. Yeah, like, I was just yeah. bargaining. Well, and he actually offered, but he wanted 14 to 15. Like, that's yeah, why he actually told yeah, them. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> but then, like, after he's done all of this, then Butler feels like, oh, I, I don't make deals. I'm only here to hunt bear, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, the best part about that is, like, McCabe's wearing that giant fucking, yeah, like, fur yeah, coat. Yeah, so. yeah, oh, that thing looks comfy, by the way. Oh, it does, yeah. But, like, hunting bear. Like, exactly. that's obviously yeah, why he's a blind. Yeah. Like, he's there to hunt you. Oh, okay, basically. actually, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't think about that, actually. That's a good point. But then, like, McKay, like, uh, like is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go now. And, like, when he's leaving, then, then, then they, they're like, uh, uh, they, they ask about, like, uh, uh, he's like, are you pudgy McCabe? And, like, ask about the legend. And basically, uh, uh, I was like, did you shoot Bill Roundtree? And he's like, uh, no, 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 no. He was just... Uh, I was just there when he like pulled out his gun and like got shot or whatever. Yeah, and he got and, caught cheating in poker. Yeah, got caught cheating and like, uh, and then the, the, the butler goes, uh, "My best friend's best friend was Bill Roundtree," and like starts getting like uh, pressing him and stuff. He's like, "You call my best friend a liar?" Oh <laughs> man! Uh, and um, th- then like butler like, "I better see you cross that bridge uh, in the next thirty seconds or whatever, or else uh, uh, things are gonna go wrong." Basically, I don't, I don't know exactly what he said at the end there, but oh man, uh, but like. Just, just it just shifts the power. To, it just it, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's stripping. It's really stripping the the, yeah, the this legend is the, of it. This is a important scene. It's like fully exposing them. So, if, like, if you're watching it for the first time, now you can kind of understand what's going to happen yeah. for the rest of the movie from like the perspective of almost the ending. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is kind of like the beginning of the end, really. Yes. And what's interesting too is that this is in the same place as the uh, bar scene, same <coughs> building, same bar mm-hmm. as when yeah, she ends because. They had bought Sheehan's bar already, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. And so, the, uh, when, at the beginning of the movie, he initially, uh, everyone found out that he was pushing McCabe in the same place. Yes, yes. So yes, it's like, yes, he, yes. He, he gained that uh, legend from the people yeah. at the beginning of the movie in the same place he got stripped of, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and he doesn't even have his gun on him. Like, yes. that's the thing. Oh, like, yeah. no gunfighter or whatever would, would be caught dead without oh, his gun yeah. on him. And he's just walking around Yeah, he's like, that man has never killed anyone. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. And then, like, uh, we see him, the next scene, uh, uh, some of my favorite parts, uh, some of my favorite dialogue in the movie is when yes. he's, like, basically trying to convince himself. This is what I think. He's, he's, like, trying to convince himself that he's still, like, something, basically. <clears> like, <throat> I have the quote here. It's kind of long, but I keep trying to tell you in a lot of different ways. This, this is him talking to himself, by the way. Uh, I keep trying to tell y'all, tell you in a lot of different ways. Just one time, you could be sweet with no money around. I think I could. Well, I'll tell you something. I got poetry in me. I do. I got poetry in me. But I ain't gonna put it down on paper. I ain't no educated man. I got sense enough not to try. Can't never say nothing to you. If you just one time let me run the show, I you're just freezing my soul. That's what you're doing, freezing yes, my soul. Yes. Oh, dude, I wrote it down too. So, oh, that's such a good quote. <coughs> no, it's do my you, favorite quote. So, do, like, do you think? Do you agree with me? Like, is that? Do you? Is, I, I was kind of struggling, like, what, what, what he simply meant. Is that him trying... Do you think that's him, like, sucking himself up, like, trying to convince himself, like, I'm still, like, Pudgy McCabe, you know? Like, He's talking about Mrs. Miller. Is he, actually? Yeah. 
I think because uh, I was listening to a review uh, about this um, movie, and they thought they said that yeah, same thing what Blake said. But when I watch it, to me, it's like he's talking to God, okay. you know, or at least almost like himself slash God in terms of like basically, especially with the end, he was like, "You're freezing my soul." Like, it's, I don't know that's how to describe Mrs. it exactly. Miller. Yeah, no, I think that's why it makes sense with Mrs. Miller too. But it's almost like it's kind of like he's trying to like he's trying to say he's good enough for that. For her, almost. Oh, like he's trying to psych himself. Yeah, and to me, that's why I think it could be like God, too. Like, almost like he's like, he's like basically trying to convince himself that he's still that person, like you said. Yeah, okay. Um, and maybe he he thinks he can only be with Mrs. Miller if he's that kind of person. You know, like the okay. person with poetry in himself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is, it's such a great know, it, it is, it's a well, great I, moment, too. Because it, yeah. it's a very realistic moment. You know, he's just by himself. The reason I say it's Mrs. It's Mrs. Miller is because I think right after this, he takes a bath and goes to see her, right? Because that's uh, like... I think so. yeah. Cause it's like we're almost done the movie, but yeah, like that's a that's the big part. Like that's it, it is him psyching himself up, but to me, it's him psyching himself up to go talk to like he's basically practicing what he's going to tell Mrs. Miller in my mind. Okay, like okay. that's why he's that's why he's doing that scene. Okay, to me, that's interesting. Yeah, it could be multiple things. Yeah, it's um, a great great yes. monologue. Though. Oh, man, yes, honestly, like I'm kind of just going over the like I think it could be multiple. Th- like even yeah. in the same conversation, because at the beginning it definitely seems like he's talking about uh, Mrs. Miller yeah. specifically. Cause he's like, just one time you could be sweet with me with no money around. You know, you could he could you could say, he's talking directly about her. But at the same time, I like when I was watching the first time, I like I read it more like, he's almost telling himself, or like if he's talking to God in terms of like, like the whole movie's been about him using money kind of thing, and he's yeah. trying to almost say like I have other aspects of me too that I also that I also you know there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Even because the whole movie's basically about him. Oh, that's the poetry. Yeah, 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 all of that in terms of, like there's other sides to me. Than just this kind of Western hero almost that he's trying to be, you know, and it makes it this it makes it more sad too, knowing what's going to happen at the end, you know, yeah. where he's gonna, you know, he's gonna die and it's gonna be just a kind of like not a Western death, but it is a Western death, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, yeah. and uh, one of the books I was reading about Altman, uh, they have a chapter. Um, I think it's one of the beginning chapters. I'm pretty sure uh, it's titled uh, "Robert Altman, I Got Poetry in Me." Because yeah. in a way, it's yes. like sort of oh, like yeah, oh, you can't yeah. forget this line. I can't forget the line. Like if you hear that now, like I'm just gonna think of this movie now. Honestly, yeah. Warren Beatty saying that, man. Um, and just like, cause that's what I was saying. Like at the beginning, when he says the, I ain't gonna take no goddamn bath. Like it's the yeah, same kind oh, of thing. Yeah. You know, he's like he's talking to himself, but he's talking to someone else at the same time. But like yeah. he would never say it to that person directly. Yeah. Uh, so it is and, still and talking the, to himself. Phil, Phil yeah. Marlowe just kind it's of it's what same. you say to your mom after she walks out of the yeah, room. Yeah, you know, yeah, like. And Philip Marlowe kind of does the same thing where he kind of talks to himself, like, yes, in a way. Yes. Like, it's it's sort of like a monologue, but just... See, like, that's another you know, ominous thing, I guess. At least from these two, but... Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind before I really watch this. But, um... Well, I think that that's something they mentioned in the documentary was at least before McCabe and Mrs. Miller that wasn't an Altman thing. Like, he let like he let Warren just kind of do that in this hmm. movie. Like, he wanted, to, he wanted that to be... He wanted McCabe to be, like... Because whenever you're watching like a Western story, the, he's always like a silent heroic figure, basically. And then this one, he won McCabe to be like talking to himself all the time, kind of yeah. like, like yeah, 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 like just like not like a loser, but like just like talking, to yeah, just like, kind of yeah. like a mess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then we go. Uh, the next part is when he goes. Uh, basically, he he goes back to uh, Bearpaw, the the neighboring town or whatever, the nearby town. And he, he's trying to find the agents that initially talked to him, and basically they're not there. Basically, they left. And so, and so uh, because of that, he he really goes to uh, visit a lawyer. Um, 
basically trying to get uh, protection from yeah. uh, uh, the the mining company. And like uh, the the lawyer is like this like politician guy who's like I don't uh, think, he might be a lawyer, but he's a senator. He's okay. running for yeah. He's running for yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's like, he basically he's, wants to use him. To, oh yeah. Oh my god. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we'll we'll protect you to the court. You, you, you're you're like the American like yeah. dream fighter, or whatever. You know. This is capitalism. Oh my gosh. Well, this yeah. is kind of. I think he's kind of saying like, like almost like the new liberal hero is like the person that wins to the courts. You know, like who wins to the law and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We, he also sees that kind of a scam too, because like this guy's also just trying to use him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's. Because I, I think that uh, yeah, basically he's trying to sell them. I'm like, oh, we're gonna you're gonna uh, we're gonna make you so popular to the newspapers that they won't be able to touch you. You know, they yeah. won't be able to kill you if we make you if we make you famous enough, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it just like once again when you when you've seen the movie once, knowing how it's gonna end. Yeah. All of it just this just seems like just another sales pitch or another just another bullshit scheme kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another guy trying to get ahead using him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like every everyone in like in the Ameri- in, in America is basically trying to use you basically. Yes. In yes. Way. Yeah, um, but uh, and then I think this is I, this might be when he goes and takes a bath and goes see Miss Miller after this because this is when like Ms. Miller's like actually like really frightened like uh, like telling uh, McCabe like if he doesn't make a deal she'll make a deal basically with him. Um, it, it, it is like her kind of shows like she definitely care cares somewhat for yeah. McCabe yeah in this scene, but then this is when we get to the bridge scene which oh my gosh this scene is amazing because like. Obviously, I talked about, like, the anti-Western, like, the, the cowboy comes to go uh, get some socks, because uh, he has a long ride ahead of him. And basically, the, the bad guy, like, uh, the assistant to, the assistant guy to, um, to Butler, uh, meets him on the bridge, and is like, and he's like, this kid is, like, the devil. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a way, like, that's kind of how he is. Like, he's, like, uh, no friendliness to him at all, basically. Like, no, like, he's not trying to make conversation at all, like, uh, basically, like, uh, like to take off your boots to show me my uh, your socks and stuff and like uh, um, and it's like uh, uh, and it's like he's like asking about the gun on his waist and the cowboy's like oh uh, I I'm, I can't shoot like a I can't shoot a thing basically and then uh, it, it, and then the bad guy tells him oh yeah take it out and show me which it, and basically the cowboy was like I can fix I can fix it yeah, for you because if you can't him. if you get hit with it it's obviously the gun's problem yeah yeah because yeah. it's a cold oh so, which is what he has and then basically the, the cowboy's like all right and then he shoots him as soon as he takes him out which yeah. is like the most unfair like well it's the way to get away with it in the law that's the, that's oh, why he actually? did it. Okay, because because if you like if you can you can say that's self defense because he was drawing his gun yeah, yeah like okay. that's the only reason he did that like that yeah. he's. He, he couldn't shoot him out of cold blood. I mean, he yeah. probably could have because it's, like, far north. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, like, what they probably... He probably would have just been fine. But, like, yeah. he did it specifically so he could say it was for self-defense. Okay. No, yeah, but yeah. I love this scene, obviously, because oh, it de- it's the death of the Western, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. where that's where this happens here. And the cowboy should know that, but... Yeah. yeah and, he, and he should be able to shoot. Yeah. But, but like, it's just the fact that the Western hero, like, this cowboy that we see gets killed by this street urchin. Like, like yeah, he looks honestly. like a, he looks like a punk dude. Like, that's oh, why yeah, he looks like yeah. a fucking just like, like, <laughs> like a beggar almost. Like, like, he's got that type of face that's just yeah, like, yeah. he's basically like, like, there's like orphan almost. Yeah. Like, like, he's just like the street urchin, like I said. And yeah, like, okay. he's killing the Western hero, basically. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah, that's a good point. And it's just like, not even a, like a, a death by code, you know? Like, yeah, that's what, yeah. There's not even a code the villains are following anymore. Extremely it's unfair, like, it's random, like, you know, fight, just, yeah. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like I also love uh, the shot of uh, uh, 
uh, the cowboy floating in the yeah, water, yeah, 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 which uh, I'll come back to because it's an interesting uh, um, uh, comparison to another shot in the final shootout scene. Oh, I want to mention during this, like the I during that documentary. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, with him dying. Yeah, but the guy yes. shot him dying. Yes, 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 yes. in the bathtub. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. No, I actually, I actually, I just pick up on that either. No, but the, during that documentary, huh? The they had the they had the guy that played the cowboy in the documentary. Yeah, right. And Kennedy. yeah, and he was uh he was te- he was talking about this scene specifically, saying like, yeah, whenever I got there that morning, I saw some guys because this is like it, it's an actual frozen pond. Like this wasn't yeah, yeah, a set. Yeah. Like this is a, this is an actual frozen pond. And he was like, yeah, I saw some guys out there with like these like <coughs> drill things, and they were just like poking holes in the ice. And I just thought it was for some gunfight that was going to wow, happen. Man. And then and then Altman came up to me and said. Okay, so this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna like he's gonna shoot you, and we're gonna yank you back on these uh, on with these cords into the into the into the pond. And he's uh, like, and he's like, and he was like, I was 20, and I was like, okay. And so I, uh, what? And so he had like only a wetsuit on under that, or only on the upper half. Oh. Uh, and so like he was like, whatever that gunshot happened, the yank from that from the uh, wires that were connected to him that pulled him off the bridge, and then he slammed in the ice like that. And it was one take because they only had one take, obviously. Yeah. And so he was like, whenever he fell in, into the, through the ice, basically, he was he he said he was laying there thinking like, I have to be dead, but I'm so fucking cold right oh now. My like, God. Oh like, my and he was like, he was just like, I was begging Altman to call cut <laughs> so uh, so long, but <laughs> it's it, that. I mean, yeah, that looks like awful. Yeah, water yeah, like like that cold. That water looks cold. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, which I, of course, is because of the realism of it, like the real, the actual, actually being a frozen pond. It helps yeah. a lot. No, and throughout, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but like it does start to snow, like during this, during these moments, like basically, yeah. like it's starting to pick up, like the yeah. snow starting to pick up. Which I, I think coming, apparently uh, I, I saw that I read that uh, they weren't actually really planning for the final sequence to be a snow. No, they, just, they weren't. It yeah. just kind of happened. Well, like, it's like one of those perfect. Like, they were they were wanting it to happen, but. Um, so this is actually in the documentary too. Yeah. Like Altman, I guess whenever the snow, like they, they had a snowstorm come and the people that, that lived in Canada or that lived where they were shooting said like, yeah, we can wait, we can just wait for this to pass. It'll probably pass in like a week or so. Yeah. And all, and cause they were like not done like shooting. They weren't to the end yet. Yeah. And so, and so Altman was like, no, screw that. We're going to like, we're going to do this, do the end now. And yeah. so, like, they started, like, they filmed the entire ending, like, as the snow starts picking up, yeah. they filmed it all up backwards. Because, Dang. like, because the snow was heaviest at the beginning, and it kept on gradually diminishing throughout the... Oh, so they filmed yeah. everything from whenever the snow started, like, actually heavy. Like, they filmed everything, like, backwards. Oh, so, like, yeah. they started with the end. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's crazy, because he was, like... Yeah, I think Altman was, like, yeah, Dr. Zhivago waited a year for the snow. Well, I tried yeah. to see Dr. Zhivago, but yeah. apparently it was, like, a huge snow scene. And apparently they waited a year to, sh- like, shoot that, just wow. for just for the snow to come. So he was, like, we have the snow here right now. I'm going to shoot it. And so they just shot it. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is insane. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, Allman, like, if, Allman definitely also had to, because he often did movies, like, back to back to back. Like, he, just, like, he would, apparently, like, I, I, I saw in, like, a interview, like, he, uh, uh, in the 70s, like, uh, he, uh, he basically, like, sold his home, and basically him and his family just moved to where the movie was Damn. Made, basically. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, um, uh, and I think this, this next scene is, like, the, the scene like, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, like, uh, <coughs> sleeping together for the last time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which, she, like, leaves in the morning, too, and, uh, he wakes up, and it's, like, go time. This is the yeah, final yeah. shootout, basically. It's the final like, scene, yeah. 
they're they're out to get him basically. And yeah, this this final scene is shootout. This final this final like, what do you call it, like a final shootout scene? Uh, yes. I don't know. How to yeah, label it, 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 but especially the very beginning, the way it's set up is like. You know, he's going to the clock tower to get the best view and everything. Yeah, dude. And the best part, the best part, there's no sound whatsoever. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And like that's obviously for a purpose because like whenever it's snowing like that, snow hides all sound. Okay. Which yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's just such a great choice. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. And like, yeah, just the this is awesome. oh, so, and, and like, and we mentioned already, this is whenever the movie comes into sharp focus. Yeah. Like that's why that's why I said like to me this is like the death of the western basically okay. because like what we're seeing in this last part is not what we would think a Western hero is. Like, McCabe shooting people in the back, hiding around, yes, like, yes. oh, God, I don't oh, want to yeah. die. Like, like that's literally yeah. how this feels. Like, which obviously... They, they, like, all, has they all have, like, rifles. Yeah, they all have like, rifles. Like, they're hunting him, and he's just hiding and literally shooting people in the back, yes. trying to gain every advantage he can. Oh and this isn't, like, the Western hero we've ever seen, basically. Yeah. But it's, like, that's why I consider the death of Western, because it's, like, this is Altman saying, this is, like, what really happened. This is real. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is real life. Like, what we were seeing before this was not, like, super real. It was, like, still somewhat of, of, a, of a myth. Yeah. But, like, this right here, right now, this is, okay. like, actually real. That's a good observation. Honestly, that's a good... Because I, I think that's why this scene is the brightest of the movie, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Almost like he's showing this is this is the realest part of the movie. Almost. Yeah. And, like, and that's why I think the haziness works. The haziness and griminess of the first half of the movie, or most of the movie. Yeah. It yeah. works, like, because Altman was obviously going for a more realistic of, like... I know I read something where he said something like, the reason why they flashed the film before and everything and they wanted to make it look like that is he wanted to be like, what would it be like to film a movie in the 1800s? Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. what, how the film would survive and, like, how bad the quality of the film would have been back then. And stuff yeah. Like but at the same time, it still does add a little bit to that myth-making it aspect of it. Yeah. It still makes it, you know, gives you the feel of like yes, 1800s yes. movie or whatever yeah. so that's why I think it's so significant that the ending is very bright like Blake was saying because that is like the most realistic part of the movie yeah, why I keep yeah. saying like knowing the ending it does reframe the rest of the movie too when you watch it again yeah yes. you know almost like undercutting it or being like you know this is a myth this is a myth yeah, yeah. okay uh, yeah good point um yeah. Because yeah. it does stand out, because the whole movie yeah. in your head is like, when you think of your, the movie in your head, it's like, most of it's very dark and kind of just the camera's floating everywhere, and then the last scene is very different. It's like, yes. on purpose. Yes, you know? yes, honestly, yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, getting into the scene, uh, he runs to the church, grabs a shotgun, um, uh, and like <clears throat> I think he like sets it down and to, to go look up in the sh- uh, watchtower, mm-hmm. which the scenes of like Altman's camera just like looking out from the tower yeah. is so cool. It like is so cool. the guys like uh, uh, the three bad guys like going to look for McCabe, and um, and then he goes back down and the pastor has the gun, yeah. the shotgun, and basically threatening him to get out of the church. Which I don't think we have we seen the pastor the whole movie. No, I, I mean I yeah that's the that's what I was kind of saying before with like yeah. the brothel being the jewel is like the church is typically thought of as like that's where the community of like this ta- the town is like yeah. that it's all like the lifeblood of the town is the church but then like the first yes. time we see the church it's not even fully built yes, the yes. pastor we've never seen before and he's just got a gun saying get out of my house yeah and it's uh, and mccabe's like i'll get out of the house yeah. but i need my gun first like <laughs> but uh yeah no yeah that's and, just and then basically the, the when the pastor gets him out then the uh, uh i forget his name the the, the seven foot guy um basically goes in the church and shoots the uh, pastor dead because and in a way like i feel like if the pastor didn't have the gun he wouldn't have gotten shot yeah which i think so no that's definitely true yeah um but yeah uh and then uh we see okay yeah and then in the process of shooting it dead he knocks over a lantern which starts the fire of the church um which i don't know if there's messaging in the specific fire of the church 
the church catching on fire. Maybe uh, maybe that has to time it like the the kind of showing like this this is really not the real community. Yeah. But at the same time, like he's definitely saying something with everyone going to yes. rush towards. Yeah, him. that's all I was gonna say. Yeah, I yeah. think he still does believe in this real community. At the same yeah, time. that that because it's always the one time where we see everyone work together. Yes, in yes, the whole yes. movies. Well, it like, shows the progress of like just the steam engine and stuff like that. Like they have a fire truck, like yeah, <laughs> that could actually help put out fire. This, this is the first time you see, yeah, like most people aren't in the brothel. This is like the first time you see a lot of people not like in, like a lot of the prostitutes are going out. Like you don't really you don't see them anywhere else, basically. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's the morning, you know. No yeah. one's at the brothel right whenever they wake up. Hopefully, no. I'm just kidding. I mean, here they, they probably. But uh, yeah, and then we see McCabe like go into his bar real quick and like get himself a drink. Like, oh, it's just so funny because he's like, like he's just running around like Uh, so fast. Like he's just like scurrying. Like that's that's the best word for like literally just scurrying around trying to like not be not be seen by anyone. Uh, Like like, taking a drink. Like I I gotta I gotta be buzzed for this, you know. Which I feel like I almost feel like warm. I don't think you guys have seen a Buster Keaton's uh, Out West or whatever or Go West. I can't remember. He did a western. He did a western where he where there's a scene that kind of like kind of like the scene where McCabe's like crawling around like drinking okay. like I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like a Buster Keaton gag almost. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is where he like he hides in a house and basically camps in the corner. Uh, to shoot the, yeah, the camping motherfucker, the the the, 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 the kid, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the kid that was on the quarter camper. Uh, but this is what I was saying. Like, it, it makes an interesting uh, comparison to the bridge scene. This scene, because he shoots the kid. This kid being shot is the one who shot the cowboy on the bridge. Yeah, and he uh, he falls back into uh, uh, the bathtub. The bathtub, like, and and he is basically he he uh, uh, he, he finally like uh, his what, what do I even. It's like the um, his body is uh, laying down in the water the same as yeah. the cowboy. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. interesting. Uh, um, kind of, and, and, and uh, it also ties in because every one of these deaths uh, of the bad guys' deaths are face down in the snow, which I feel like is also something about de-romanticizing it. Because like I feel like in a lot of westerns, like when someone dies, they're usually like, uh, does the other guy fall down face down too? I think so. I yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Oh, well, I know the second guy does, but I, I was talking about I'm pretty sure guy, he I does. Couldn't remember he, I couldn't remember it, because I, I thought he fell down the... No, that was McCain whenever he was... Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Yeah, because, like, in a way, like... I, I thought that he shot, like, he, he surprised <coughs> the shot in the head, and then yeah. he falls back and lays, like, face does down. He? Okay. But the thing is, it still it still plays in the de- to the deconstruction, because his face is so stupid yeah, in that right. scene, but... And just, like, the he's still got the shock. I, I feel like face. in a lot of, like, westerns, like... Usually someone gets shot, and when they're dying, they're like, they're like someone's like going to help them, and like being yeah. like, "Oh, here's my last words or whatever." But like, it's just like they're just dead, like yeah. uh, face down, not glamorous at all, not a glamorous death at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so he shoots this guy, and the and the, uh, the the kid uh, when he was falling back, he got a shot off at uh, McCabe. Two shots, yeah. Two shots, okay, yeah. Well, he got he got hit in the stomach and the stomach, leg, so. stomach and leg, okay, yeah. Um, which uh, McCabe then like I think he runs to a different. Uh, place it might be the same place it, it's not really clear to be honest no he's just running around yeah, yeah he's, just, he's just running and um he's like fixing the wound but then oh this is this is my favorite part of the shootout honestly like he sees the guy walking by the house and basically uh you see from mckay's perspective he shoots his pistol through the uh do- window of the door when he's walking by but uh what you see you don't know if he's dead or not yeah and so like mckay's like uh shoots shoots and then he's like creeping forward to see, like, uh, is gonna, like, uh, be careful to see if he's dead. And basically the way, uh, Alman shoots this, he opens the door, 
and the camera is just focusing on the little trails of blood. Mm-hmm. And he just goes up, yeah. up, up it, and then finally uh, you see the guy face down. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what, so what, such a good shot. Such an interesting way to show that. It's um, a great shot. Yeah. Um, and then, um, basically, then this is when the cave stumbles into, like, the like the wooded area, and then um, the the tall bad guy shoots him in the back, basically. Like, yeah. n- n- not a fair thing at all, like, like we've been saying. Um, which then the tall bad guy goes to, basically goes to check if he's dead, and then the <laughs> uh, uh, cave surprise shoots him, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, like John Wick 4. <laughs> Spoilers for John Wick 4. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, actually. Honestly, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that whenever I watched it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a very similar ending. It is, actually. <laughs> because I, like, I honestly, I don't think McCabe got hit by the gun. Do you not? Okay. I think he died by the by the kid by the kid before. Like he just died from the gut. Well, also, because he's sitting in the well, yeah, he's just freezing sitting in the death. Snow, yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, I don't think because like that gun that the guys carry that Butler I th- I th- is his name Butler. Oh, he's his Butler. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, I think the the gun that he's carrying is made for hunting bear, and if he would have hit McCabe, he wouldn't fuck him dead. Like yeah, <laughs> like uh, so I think like McCabe heard the shot and just obviously so, played dead because he yeah. doesn't like he knows that's the thing is like McCabe's not the, the typical hero, but he is. Like he's not a gunfighter at all, but he yeah. is still smart whenever it comes yeah. to fighting. Like, well, also if you like hear, he uses every advantage. Yes. To, he uses well, every advantage. Also, if you hear a gunshot and you're him, you're yeah, gonna you're, like you're gonna go gun. like yeah, yeah you know, right. or you're just gonna be scared that's shitless that's and like yeah. fall down. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think Blake's saying it, like he was he's smart because you could see a person hearing a gun and just look away or get scared, yeah. but he just goes down right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like assuming this guy was shooting at him. Yeah. So it's like. No, I can see that reading too. I, I, I thought he just got shot, but I can see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I don't sense. think he got shot is because we never see any blood from that gun wound. Like we only ever see him messing with his stomach and his leg that the kid shot whenever that, at the very beginning. And his and the guy's gun is fucking huge. Like if yeah. he would have been hit by that, would have left some sort of damage in my opinion. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe him like the shoulder or something. That could be too. Like I don't know. But we would have seen crawl him. after. He just crawl. No, he's he walking. He's walking. He's, yeah, he's walking until he like runs out of stamina, basically, and that's why he dies in the snow. He dies from from fro- which, he's froze to death. Wait, which then all men like he he shows like the townspeople like celebrating, extinguishing the fire. Yeah, and then shows McKay just dying, basically like sitting in the snow, like. It makes you think of what he said earlier. Remember, you're freezing my soul. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good point. You're freezing um, my soul, but also maybe they're celebrating the death of the this hero at this point. You know, yeah, like, yeah. celebrating like because uh, it is the, like pride. Because it is like modern, yeah. Because yeah. it is like it's a very modern scene because they do have this like the fire truck is there. Like yeah, it is that's that's a huge thing in this movie. Like it's it's in the background, but that is a big part of this movie. Is like the steam engine made this possible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. made this, like, expansion possible to the yeah. West, but... but... then we also see... He also cuts to Mrs. Miller. Basically, like, just... She's get, in the... She's in the... Like, I'm just gonna call it Chinatown, because that's what... But, like, she's yeah. with all the Chinese people, too. Yeah, and she's just, like, uh, hot lying down know. high on opium. Like, yeah. Uh, basically yeah. give, giving like a bad ending to the score yeah. like to the song like just ending with him like I, I'm just another stop on your way like Honestly, I'm just another yeah. stop. Like, that's so good as oh, you man. just see it like, Wait, is that Larry Cohen's song? yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's all lyrics like yeah, it's only yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. only that song playing Which, it's yeah, the same song, song. So, yeah it's the same song yeah. it's just playing it's different parts different of it, parts of it. Yeah. no no there's, it's actually three songs actually I read that oh. really? yeah there's uh, I thought it was just all the and there's like one that's called A Tale of Winter or something like that I think during these specific moments we're saying it's that no this one's the same song as the very beginning they play it uh, in the middle yeah. when, like, during their sex scene when, yeah. when Blake was talking about what you talked about earlier. It plays that sa- I'm pretty sure it plays the same lines, too. Because I, I wrote it down. It, it plays at least that same phrase of, I know I'm not your lover. Yeah, I'm not. Because okay. the first time when they get the romantic sex scene, the song is, like, undercutting it by literally telling us, 
they're not lovers. Like yeah. basically, okay. they can't be lovers. He plays that same thing. Like basically, to be honest, I, showing us now. When I watched these, I didn't really pay much attention to the song there. Oh, I, mean, so I, mean, I, mean, I need to do yeah. that. No, the song there are different moments out. where yeah, they point yeah, out yeah. different words. Yeah. yeah, the words are specific to the scene. Which I say another time. I've already watched it three times this year. <laughs> this year, dude. Yeah. So I, I, I can't say. Yeah, it's a, it's a great. Oh, I mean, I've watched it twice yeah. this year. So yeah. it's definitely rewatchable, honestly, for sure. Like. Especially that, it, and scene. it's like yeah. it goes by so fast too. That too, and yeah. the last shot's so funny. Yeah, which, just like the slow zoom in onto her eye. Which, like, yeah, and Altman is definitely fantastic. He doesn't really like his, his movies are very well paced, basically. Like with her looking, what is she looking at again? A ring? I don't. Know. She's looking at something that he gave her, right? Did oh, I would need to rewatch and see or something that I kind of, it's something that was like specific to their relationship. I'm pretty sure that she's looking at it's and like then a just slowly view of it, and then yeah. just slowly zooms into her her eye and then you see the like reflection in her eye, basically mm. kind of of like that item and then it just goes. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't remember yeah. what so, she had, but yeah, because I thought it was like just uh, zoomed in on her eye or something. It is a zoom in on her but eye, but she's looking at she's looking at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he give her? Yeah, I think it is something with them. But, yeah. but, right. Well, <coughs> so yeah. good. That's that's uh, McKay and Mrs. Miller. Uh, fantastic movie. Uh, we spent a long time on that you one. Want I, damn. Yeah, we'll, we'll, take a we'll, we'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, Every day When some passerby Invites your eye To come her way Even as she smiles A quick hello You let her go You let the moment fly Too late you turn your head You know you said The long goodbye can you recognize the theme on some other street two people meet as in a dream running for a plane through the rain if the heart is quicker than the eye they could be lovers until they die all right and we're back um, so now we're gonna get into uh, the long goodbye. Um, so uh, before we really get into the movie, uh, what are y'all's overall thoughts on the long goodbye? Uh, Blake, I'll start with you. No, I I really enjoy the long goodbye because it is it's it's not really a noir. Honestly, it is it is like a deconstruction yeah, of the like, noir, yeah. but. It's not. It's definitely not the typical noir. It's, a, it's like a neo noir, like, like a post. It's definitely post noir, but it's more so like trying to be like this, like this weird, funny version of like a noir. Okay, basically, yeah, like like I don't, I don't know. It's just like I and the reason it's like like that is obviously because of Elliot Gould and he's fucking amazing. Like yeah, I mean, like, like he's the one that makes this movie. Obviously, like oh, Altman. Yeah. Altman was made the best choice of all time. Whenever he was like, yeah, let's get Elliot Gould to do this part. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, he's, but like he, he could. Like mm. I, I was saying, like I, I wish he could just be in his prime forever, like, yeah. Because like so he could just like star a bunch of movies. He's just so good at just like <laughs> dude, he capturing is. your attention, like being like, uh, just like set him loose, and, like he can just be yeah. like the cool like uh, 
wisecracking like yeah and i said this earlier but one of my other favorite parts about this movie is like it makes you feel like a voyeur like what you were saying earlier like like altman is kind of like that but like this movie for sure is like that because i love how the camera the camera is always moving you notice it because it's always moving and it's always making you feel like you're looking at something you're not really supposed to, almost. Okay, yeah. Like, kind of like a private eye is. Like, like Honestly, that's what yeah. private eyes do. Like, they're yeah, just snooping yeah. on people, and that's yeah. kind of what we're doing in this movie, it feels like. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the camera yeah. does feel like that. Uh, I really like this one, too. To me, this one feels like just way more a relaxing watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, way more sure. easygoing. And, like, especially rewatching it, kind of... Knowing, like, there's really no tide... There's, like, usually when... A, <clears throat> If you're like watching a film noir, like you're expecting the loose ends to get tied up, like kind of neatly in some yes. some way. And this one, like you could say the loose ends get tied up, but they're not least they're not neatly, you know. And it's like, do they even really get tied up? Like, yeah. Which I'm gonna bring up because so another movie, um, which we reviewed on the podcast was The Big Sleep, and yeah. that main character ago. is Philip Marlowe as well because they're written by this both those these stories are oh, written yeah. by the same writer. Uh, okay. And and we said in that episode, like, this this movie is, like, uh, Big Sleep was kind of, like, another deconstruction of the noir, like a satire in a way. Because uh, yeah. it got really complex. It wasn't really, like, solid at the end. You really didn't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, really. yeah. you watch that, though. So, in a way, that's kind of similar to how this one is. Because they are written by the same uh, Raymond Chandler. That makes so much sense now why people... Because, like, why they kind of marketed it kind of wrong at the beginning. Because, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a noir. It doesn't feel like a Humphrey Bogart movie, but that's yeah. almost what it feels like the studio wanted it to be. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, the main poster, like, the fir- the poster that you see on Letterboxd, let's say, like, with, with uh, um, Elliot Gould, hold, like, with a, with a cigarette holding yeah. a gun, like, that's not what the movie is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like they, op- they opened the movie with that, with that poster and everything. And, like, Robert, they ended up pulling the movie after like a couple weeks because it was doing so poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they basically, then Altman basically just went to like, I think it was people at Mad Magazine and said, here, make us a poster. This is what our movie is. Like, make us a poster for it. And it's the poster that you've seen, like, on my Blu ray. That's the poster they have. Okay. And that that's what they re released it as, and it, it ended up doing way more, like way better after that because okay. like uh, huh. it still didn't make all make a ton of money because they opened it in L A. like with that other poster and like so they couldn't reopen it there because yeah. they had people had already seen it. Yeah, but it, it got the target audience right after they like made the poster correct basically, okay. like showing what like he's not trying to be Humphrey Bogart, like he's not trying to like be this noir guy, like it's okay. not that type of movie basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, wait. Do, I that guess was just we didn't really like it. You know, do you have any more? Uh, specific, like I guess we'll talk about it as we go in. I, yeah, I, I think I like McKay more. Okay, and yeah. I guess we'll talk about more about the very ending. Uh, yeah, that I don't like as much. Maybe that's maybe the main reason. I, other than that, I think this is just a pretty great watch. And yeah, like, okay. I think it's a great rewatch too, knowing that there isn't all these tied up like you can just enjoy it your you know, love you, of your, yes. sorry your love of Hong Kong movies and you don't like the ending of this why what <clears throat> he has this code of conduct that he's so on like the only reason he helps him is because he's his friend and that's the no, reason that's he the ending up yeah. like, that's true I don't know. That's, no, I, I, just, him, I just wanted to. It's him coming to that. Because I, I, I like, I like the. It's him coming to that realization. Yeah. Like all this was for like. Yeah. Because yeah. I do like, uh, and I guess we can kind of just get into the <laughs> yeah. uh, Like I do like how it introduces 
like when we see the friend for the first time and he's like I need to go to Tijuana it just cuts yeah. to him taking him oh yeah, yeah. and that's where you can, I can see what you're well, saying yeah. like the whole brotherhood thing yeah uh, like Elliot Gold is definitely a strong believer in that like you just don't ask questions you just do what your friend yeah, says problem, but like you just help I guess, a friend out yeah. but that's what that's almost you could say like the friend myth being just yeah yeah it calls ties to the title the title is called the long goodbye yeah yeah and yeah, it's yeah. basically a long goodbye to a friendship basically. yeah 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 um. But yeah, I guess I'll say my overlast. Like, Long Goodbye, I watched uh, at the end of December, and, like, I was just, like, blown away my first watch. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, where has this movie been all my life, you know? Like, why, why didn't I watch this sooner? And, yeah, this this movie is just so addicting to me. Just, like, basically just watching Elliot Gold be cool. Like, just the music, the uh, the story. It, it's just so easy to watch and so comfortable, which Almond's just so good at. Um, and this time, I especially noticed, like, how much of this is a deconstruction of the... Uh, private investigator genre basically like the detective genre in a way which we'll talk about a lot which may appreciate it even more like in, a, in a, another like uh g- gave another layer to it for me <coughs> um but yeah so we'll i guess we can go and get to the movie so one of the, one of my favorite opening scenes of all time <laughs> for yeah. obvious reasons like uh just okay first of all I, I i didn't i tried to look up this and i couldn't find anything on it how did he get the cat to act like that like Oh, I have no idea, man. Like, no, I think I, uh, like I was reading like an interview he did in, like two thousand one. Okay. But I guess I think someone in the audience asked him a question about how he filmed the cats, and uh, he said they used six different cats. Okay. <laughs> and then each cat was trained to do a specific kind of thing. Okay. Oh. That's. that's but that I don't know if that's smart. in those throughout the movie or just the specific scenes. Well, I mean, he's only the cat's yeah. only in there. From yeah, the I guess they're only getting. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it has been. Yeah, what happened for the yeah. Man, but yeah, just the the, the way the cats just like. Everywhere he goes, the cat's just like on, like uh, jumping to him, egging yeah, him yeah. on, like give me food. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh! And we get like the meows and stuff. I also just really like cats. So, you know, it's a great scene. But um, uh, and then like uh, basically he realizes out of the curry brand cat food and cats to go to the store or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, which um, he's like he's he can't find the cat food and then he goes to, <coughs> to, he asks the the uh, uh, he asks the uh, employee the employee like. Uh, you got anything like uh, any curry bar cat food, and then gives like uh, the, the guy's like, uh, my sir, uh, sir, like uh, uh, we have so much cat food here that it should all taste the same, you know. And, and, and he's like, and then uh, Marlo's like, uh, don't you have a cat? And he's like, and the boy's like, I don't got a cat, I got a girl. Yeah, yeah. which well, it, 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 it kind of does like uh, put into context like uh, how like Marlo's kind of different for everyone. Like he isn't like interested in romance or anything, you know. Like he's very like focused on. <laughs> his cat and whatever like his job or whatever but I also want, forgot to mention this movie it, it, it opens with Marlo waking up basically in a way like Marlo is kind of embodies like the 1940s like private noir <coughs> a lot of people say like it's, it's basically like metaphorically like him waking up from like a 20 year like 30 years I have longer. heard that yes. too like he's like out of time he's a detective basically. out of time yeah. yes 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 like and and you see that throughout. The I think movie. Elliot Gould actually said that too. Like, that's that? that's okay. why he said it. Like because uh, on the on the Blu-ray on this one, um, they have an inter- they have a interview with Elliot Gould and with uh, Robert Altman. They just like make a make a little thing about like with it. Yes. But uh, Elliot Gould did say that's how he was playing. It. Like he woke up. Like like he was like a detective out of time. Basically, yes, like yes, he yes. he was basically implying this was like a sci-fi movie almost. I but don't Honestly, or like a time travel because it does seem like fun. he's in a slightly different movie not yeah. even slightly which is like what I meant with like the brotherhood type thing like he has this code that's not that doesn't exist anymore yeah, basically okay, in this time yeah, in this yeah, day and age like yes okay. yeah, yeah 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 but um 
but yeah, uh, then he, he takes the curry brand cat food back home, or <clears throat> not the curry, the, a different brand cat food, and tries to disguise the cat food, but then the cat still wouldn't notice it, and he's like, ah, whatever. Like, <laughs> cat, cat just runs away, he's like, alright, whatever, you're not, you're not getting food, basically. Um, but uh, then we get to the scene where uh, Terry Lennox goes and uh, asks uh, Marlo for, to help him, to give him a lift to Tijuana to escape. And, um, um, and which, we, yeah, you said he cussed it up. But I also <laughs> want to mention, like, the fact that, like, it's kind of funny thinking about it in retrospective. They go to Mexico, he goes to Mexico, like, two or three times in this movie. <laughs> It's kind of funny when you think about it. Like it must be three times. Like yeah. I mean, he like he he went to like kind of the border in the scene. Like he didn't really actually like go into Tijuana, but like yeah. it's kind of funny. He like goes like, four th- times. Then because he goes this time, then the first time meeting the cops, the second time. Well, I guess that's yeah. all, that's all once. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, three times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's kind of funny thinking about that. But yeah. um, uh, basically, he, he comes back home and uh, he's he's uh, he's met by two police detectives, basically. Um, who start to question about Lennox. And this, this is kind of the first part, uh, a big part of, like, the uh, deconstruction is, like, uh, when when uh, uh, the, the Marlo's, like, obviously, like, he's he's acting like he, he knows what's about. He's, like, saying what, what they're about to say. Like, he's like he said, uh, is this the part where I'm supposed to say, what, what is this all about? And he says, shut up, I asked the question. Shut up, I asked the question. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah like, that. basically telling him what, these, what, what, what he yeah, expects yeah. him to say. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he basically knows the routine, basically, at this yeah. point. Like, um, which Almond doesn't shy away from showing that the policemen are assholes uh, in this no. movie. It, it, everyone's kind of an asshole in a way. Like, yes. may, maybe not like uh, I. I guess I mean, like, no, in this one, everyone is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, anyone. No, is. not only, not only an asshole. Everyone is lying. Okay, yeah, like almost basically everyone is lying to him in this movie. Like every time, he, every time someone is telling a story, it's like not all true. Like even from the very beginning, like he goes. To, like, my favorite example of this is when he goes to the doctor's office. Uh, and he's like, uh, "Where's Doctor Berenger?" Okay, and Berenger's yeah. standing right there. Yeah, and like, "Oh, Berenger's not here right now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he just, but he kind of buy, he he just doesn't buy people's bullshit too. That's why it makes yeah. him a good detective in some yeah, ways. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, that could be a theme of the movie. It's like being a good detective, but just not buying people's bullshit. Yeah, honestly, you know, it's yeah. like people are lying to you most of the time. If you just understand that, yes, yes which yes. is, I guess, what makes the one person he doesn't think he's who's lying to him. Yeah, the friend. Yeah, it makes yes. him more sad, you know, oh, than Endman because like. Honestly, yeah. That's, like, the one thing he's kind of been fighting, you know? Like, that's his biggest yeah. truth, though. Because, like, in my friend, I know my yeah, Terry Lennox yeah, didn't yeah. kill this guy. And, and it's like, oh, kill her. Yeah, in a typical pr- private investigator <clears throat> movie or whatever, like, he would be right about it. Like, that, that the whole movie's building up to, like, okay, here's the real murder, yes. like, whatever. But, and, yeah, I guess that's what makes the ending great, is, like, he's right about it, but he's also not right about it, because they were working together. Yeah, yeah that's okay, okay, Like, yeah. you know, like, he's, he was kind of right about it, too, but, like, yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. Because he was right about the... Terry Lennox, like, it doesn't make sense that Terry Lennox would just go to Mexico and kill himself. Yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah. I know my friend better than that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And you're like, oh, I buy that, too. Yeah, there has to be something more to this, you yeah. know? And you're kind of wanting him to be right, you know, the first yeah. time you're watching it. For sure. Um, I don't know, yeah, it is interesting. And it's just kind of a sad ending, too. Like, yeah. it, it makes the ending more sad, Yeah, basically. it definitely does. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, Marlo gets taken into custody, and this is the interrogation scene, which this seems so obviously good. hilarious. Yeah. And, which I learned after, uh, this uh, recently... The scene was all improvised. By I Michael. learned this whenever I watched the interview Man. on the Blu-ray. Yes. Like, <laughs> just like uh, he, he takes like the hand and he's like he's like putting it on his face like a he's like uh, the, the, uh, well first of all I love when he goes uh, he looks at the one way glass where he's like hi boys like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, he he has the handing and the, the, I think the 
uh, police detective asks him like, uh, "What you been up to?" or whatever. Like, "What are you gonna do?" Or whatever. And he puts the 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 ink on it under his eyes, like the eye black, like football players wear. He's like, "Well, I'm, we're, we're safe not racing off against Notre Dame, you know. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're, I'm gonna throw a few touchdown passes or something like that." Oh my gosh, it's uh, it's hilarious. And but it is. Who's like the lieutenant? We don't see him that much, but I think he's like a famous actor. Is he? Uh, I'll just I'll just see his name. Yeah, I'm not sure, but. Uh, <laughs> You, they kind of had the junior, like the the lower ranked uh, investigator, investigate him once, but like he couldn't get any uh, anything out of him. So they taken like the more senior guy, which like I feel like Marlo, it, it showed like he definitely has more respect for him. Which then uh, finally they, they they finally tell Marlo that uh, Sylvia Lennox was killed, basically. Um, well, that's why they let him go. Well, well no, 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 no. Uh, Sylvia Lennox was killed. He didn't know. El- Marlo didn't know at that point that. Uh, 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 what's the what's the guy uh, Terry Terry Lennox? Oh, okay. He okay, didn't know. Okay, okay, okay. That's Until the reason then. they held him. Yes, because yes, yes, they yes, only yes, released yes. him whenever. Terry oh, okay, died. yeah. He finds out about that. Yeah. I, I'm talking about uh, when they let him go. Is when they find out that Terry Lennox committed suicide. Yes, yes, okay. yes. You're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but see, that's I guess like this is just making me think of this now. Is like, in a, maybe in another detective movie, he would be the ones finding that out. Hmm, yeah. I just like how he finds about, like, basically the reason why he's there is because of the cops, and then they let him, like, and then the information that lets him free is not because of him at all, too. Yeah. The same way at the ending, too, where it's like, the reason, the way, the reason why he gets out of the, like, the, the jam and the, with the whole gang members and stuff, where they're, like, stripping. Yeah. It's not because of him at all. Yeah. You know? It's almost like he's a private detective that's just kind of getting lucky a lot of times, too, but... I don't know. It's just a, he's like it's like a weird. He's kind of just floating in. Yeah, he, the movie, he's he's really, he's like he's just like kind of just like uh, yeah. He's kind I of do. I really like that he's out of the forties, literally like a sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, literally, you know, yeah. but you just never say it. He, he just so. he's, he's he's very like he also is very chill the whole movie too. Like yeah, he's like he's, he's not. No, that's the whole no. saying. Like yeah, it's okay. a, it, I, it, he was he's just like uh, what it, what it's okay with me. Like, yeah, it's okay with me. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so fucking good, dude. Like it's it's just like like his his and that's what gives you like a kind of confidence while you're watching him is like. Even if he has, like, that's what I'm saying, he's getting lucky a lot of the times, you still kind of feel like he knows what's going on, because his reaction to everything is, like, literally the same. Oh, yeah. It's not like he, like, he doesn't feel like all of a sudden he got lucky. Yeah. He's just kind of like, all right, oh, let's, yeah. let's keep going. Guess yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost like he did plan it yeah. somehow, yeah. you know? Yes, yes, yeah. Good point, good point. Yeah, and also, I forgot to mention, the fact that he lights cigarettes, like, off of, like, anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's or, like, like the, matches one of the popular letterbox reviews I saw. The, what, what was it? Say? It was something like, uh, Ali Gould can light a match on anything. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, like he, he like he does it like on like curtains and like I think he does it on the ground at some point too. Like honestly, that's probably that might be on YouTube video already. Just every oh, cut man. of him lighting something. A match. You need to make that if there is. <laughs> you need to make that if there is. But that would be a good one though. Honestly, honestly yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get the scene where basically uh, he gets released from from the jail and uh, learns that uh, Terry Lance killed himself. Um, but. Uh, Marlo immediately doesn't believe it. Like we said, like he he, he, he he feels like he knows his friend enough that like, oh that wouldn't happen, like you said. Uh like so like he, he immediately has suspicion about it. Which then we uh he goes to the bar or whatever. Which uh also mentioned the soundtrack in this movie. So the so score funny. is actually by John Williams. Uh, oh, oh, funnily okay. enough. And uh throughout you you hear like the same uh yeah, song the same or song. yeah, uh yeah. Every time, but it's like sometimes it's like it's from like a guy playing a piano or yeah. a car radio or like yeah, and it's, it's always like a different. It's like different whenever they go to Mexico, it. they have like 
the uh, the people like playing trumpets or and like like that band walk yes. through and they're literally like playing the same tune the like yes. long goodbye it's oh it's, it's fucking gosh. awesome like, and and like there's like different people singing it like yeah, oh, it's, man it's, it's so good it's like it's such an interesting way to yeah is Elliot Gould the one singing it go I, like I know yeah. it's not him but like it sounds it almost sounds like Elliot Gould which one the about? very beginning oh no no no, no. Like, that's uh, uh, Jack something uh, Jack something he's <laughs> a he's a he's a Jack Sheldon. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, which I also know because he, uh, he, Cassavet- John Cassavetes uses a song of his, uh, in his movies. But, yeah, anyway. Um, so, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, th- this is when he gets hired by Eileen Wade, which we meet Eileen Wade, which basically, uh, she hires, uh, Marlo to find her missing husband, who's like, Roger Wade's such an interesting character. He's like, He's a writer, but he's, like, he's so, like, out of control. Like, he, he's, like, he's so unpredictable, too. Like, you know. Uh, which is played by Sterling Hayden, uh, who apparently was drunk and high the whole time. Oh, really? On this movie, yes. Makes his performance even better, Yeah, obviously. which makes sense after, <laughs> yeah. when you watch no, it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he acts drunk and high the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not acting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, and he, and the, he's the, a method actor. Yeah. <laughs> And his character is also sad because, like, he he's obviously struggling because he has writer's block, basically. Apparently, writer's block. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, their marriage just kind of ended. And yeah. I think that's why that's another long goodbye. Like, like yeah, what the movie can mean too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the goodbye of their marriage. There's a lot, I mean, yeah, there's like the long goodbye to Elliot Gold's cat. You know, like. Yes, honestly, <laughs> that's the most depressing one. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. since he brings it up at the end too, like because yeah. he doesn't mention it. Well, that's also you kind of forget about it. That's yeah. also but a long goodbye to friendship too. I feel like yeah, that's like that's. That's the yeah. well, no, no, like the cat specifically, because okay. like the cat leaves him whenever he doesn't give him the right food. Like, okay. <laughs> like I don't know. Well, it's he blames. That's, 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 he that's blames like, a, I feel like the cat is friendship. Terry Lennox. I don't know if he blames Terry Lennox, but he's like, I lost my. Di- he says something. About I lost my cat. Yeah. No, he, he. Yeah. He just. He's just he telling him all the shit he's done. This yeah, happened yeah, to him. Basically, like, I lost my yeah. cat because of you or something. No. Like, yeah. Like, but but like that's what the cat represents to me. Somewhat is like friendship in this movie. Also, the cat's like Terry Lennox, basically. Yeah, or just like this. This friend, like just this myth of friendship, or not? Yeah. Well, maybe not even, just not like a myth, but yeah. the topic of friendship. Yeah, which we also see in this. But scene see, I don't know. I I, I kind of like the cat too, because the cat's oh, like yeah. he's trying to. I mean, Ellie Gold's not doing it on purpose, but it's like the cat's just kind of smart enough to know what the, the you know what the craze of cat brand food is. Oh, yeah, even even when Marlo puts it, yeah, like, puts the thing on yeah. yeah. But um, but in this scene with Eileen Wade too, we also uh, Marlo also like lifts up her hair to see. Uh, the bruise on her, like, yeah. on her neck. Which kind of isn't, like... Isn't really mentioned after this scene, but it's just, I guess, just another hint of, That's like, implied. Or, or, well, yeah, the He brings it up later, mentioned. yeah. Well, I guess, okay, yeah. So, well, it's, uh, like... It, and it's also cool. just the way Terry... Or, not Terry, uh... uh what's his name? Roger? Roger? Yeah. Roger the way, way Roger acts around his wife whenever he's yeah. drunk is very, like... Because, like, there's that one scene where he's, like, uh, basically yelling at her, or, like, he, like, kind of, like, snaps real quick and, like, yells at her, and she, like, covers her face, like, really scared. Yeah. It's just, like, a little thing, yeah. but it's, like, that's only something you do if you yeah. know that the person's hit you before, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> there's just like these little things. There's just yeah. these little, like, little things that actors do. The actors do in these scenes that are <laughs> yeah, just amazing. But. Honestly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so... Uh, we we uh, Marlo starts uh, goes to the uh, the hospital. Uh, it's like a it's like a rehab facility in a way, or for like uh, 
or is it like it's like a is it like a mental hospital? I I don't really know. It's like I guess it's probably maybe both or whatever. But regardless, it's a mental asylum. Probably. Is it, is it? Okay. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um. But yeah. Uh. And basically, because uh, uh, Roger Wade is known to be like he he's he's been he's had uh, uh mental problems. Yeah, and like he he's he's had uh stays there basically like visits mm-hmm. there like he's had he's had to go there basically. Um, which then we see, uh, um, oh, this is also when we get introduced to the security guard who does the impersonations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, oh, man. Yes. And, uh, well, he, do, he does the Jimmy Stewart one here, which is a great impression I have to admit. But, uh, there's a funny scene with him later, which I love. Yes. But, um, uh, Mar- Mar- this is the scene you were talking about when he walks in and is like, and is like asking, uh, if, uh, Roger Wade is here. And Wait, like, no, the security guard is the... Security guard for their house complex. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he yes. I think Marlo's. Oh, like, he's leaving. He, I, he's either leaving or he's coming. No, but because uh, we do actually, this is actually a clue at the very beginning of the movie. Hmm. We see the security guard with Terry Lennox leaving in his car. Oh, okay, for yeah. For a brief shot, and like uh, rewatching, I realized shit. That's like the big telling us that Terry Lennox and Sylvia were actually together and everything. Yeah, and, okay. Like, he was leaving their place. At the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. when he goes okay, to yeah, the okay, now I remember that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, they, yeah. I guess they do live nearby too. So yeah, they, they, they are sense. like, yeah, they are close together. But, but I guess I took it as more as like, you know, they were together kind of thing. Like, that's yeah, not a clue. He's obviously leaving from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, although, although I guess in that scene he does mention that he had a fight with his wife. He mentioned that tomorrow though, in that initial scene. But yes, anyway, he does. Yeah. Yes, yes. But yeah, I do remember what you're talking because he does impersonate someone else. I think in that scene, but I forgot who it is. At the very beginning, yeah, doesn't he? No, no. At the very beginning, we just uh, maybe he does. What yeah, he's, he talks to Terry Lennox about something. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I forgot who though. But um, basically, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I love the scene of like so like uh, so you're saying Mar- Mar- Marlo's like asking if Doctor Veringer's there when he's <laughs> right there and they lie to him. They're saying Roger Wade isn't there. She's so like, okay, great, and then he. Uh, he walks and he just like goes into the. He doesn't. Listen, another. He says it a few times. This is another time where he says, "Crazy ladies, it's okay with me." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Because uh, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, he says the. He says the same thing to a very similar scene at the. <clears throat> in the movie when, uh, Sylvia Wade is like sold her, house and she's gone on the run basically. Yeah. And at this point, he's basically figured out what's going on. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, he asked the real estate agent where she is, okay. and she's like, "I can't tell you." Uh, she told me not to. Yeah, she told. Yeah. yeah, it's part of our real estate. You have to go talk to the manager or something. If you want to know? And he says yeah. the exact same thing. Okay. Crazy lady says, "Okay with me," and, and you know, just more people lying to him. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But okay, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I love the scene where he's. Oh, that's okay. With, the, it's okay with me to me. It's more just like he doesn't understand what's going on, but it's gonna be. It's okay it's anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> It's like his attitude towards life. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I don't understand, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, then he goes, he goes, he doesn't listen to them and goes into, like, the the back, like, uh, backyard, basically, of the hospital. And I, I love, like, how he's, like, he's, like, asking people, like, oh, do you know what Roger Wade is? And, like, when they keep shushing him, he starts to go up and be like, uh, oh, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to deliver this book to Roger Wade. Yeah. Uh, and, and, because uh, he's, like, holding a book of Roger Wade's. And then finally, Doctor Veringer pokes up to him. He's like, he's like, "What are you doing here?" And then he goes, "I'm trying to deliver this book," and then turns away from him, basically, <laughs> like, uh, like, like that would work, like to get him away. It's, oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, um, then he, he like we. This is kind of a funny thing in the movie. Like after this like scene, he like he it, it quickly cuts back to him at Eileen Wade's house and basically saying, "Okay, yeah, I figured he's there." And then they, like immediately the next scene, he goes back there. 
So it's like I, I, it's very interesting how he does that. Like I think it's because the doctor stops him the first time. Yes, okay. the doctor does interrupt him the first time when he's on the path. He's like, yeah. "You gotta go home." So, okay, but he's still like he knows the doctor's lying to him, which makes yes. him want to go back. Yes, but he goes. I think the reason why he shows so he goes back to Sylvia first is because he wants her to go first. Okay, and she's yeah. like, "No, I." Uh, he's bad with me, but he's good with strangers or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and that's why he goes back by himself again. Okay. So I think he was just saving that information to tell her first. Okay. Like, if you want to go, I think he wanted her to go. Well, because it, if the wife goes, they can't like lie. And yeah, that's what he there, says. He's so. like, yeah, he's like, they can't lie to you if you go. Yeah, because okay. she's like she's actually like, yeah, yeah. related to him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have relations. And then it's so I don't know. It's like it's kind of just a a theme of the movie, maybe. But she she says something like. Uh, you're a stranger and he's fine with strangers. Yeah. I think it's, I, at least his characters, I think it's supposed to be something about just kind of like what alcoholism, alcoholism does to a relationship. Yeah. He does kind of give out the similar vibes to alcoholic and, and city lights, honestly. Oh, just kind of that, okay, this yeah. like dual, like a uh, yeah, bipolar. Like dual, yeah, bipolar yeah, yeah. almost, yeah. The like, way, especially yeah. the way he treats other like people. Like he, yeah, yes. oh yes, yeah. Honestly, the gold is kind of a trampish character he too. He does, yeah. yeah like kind of out of the movie, okay. you know. I can see that. Um, but yeah, like and I, I love I love this cut too when uh, he cuts back to when he goes back to the because he's like in the bushes like looking out. Uh, yes. He's like cre- like uh, chilling in the bushes like just like peeking out. The, the voyeur him. stuff in this movie just goes off. Yeah. Like it, it goes off in this movie honestly. Yeah. But. Which I also find the character Doctor Veringer interesting because so with that we we uh, when Elliot uh, finds them in the room, uh, it's Doctor Veringer basically telling. Uh, Roger Way to sh- sign the check. And we have no context in it whatsoever of why he's doing this. So we're initially br- uh, brought to think, okay, he's trying to uh, uh, trick him to give him a bunch of money, basically, for uh, just just for greed. But then later on, we, we figure out that it's actually a debt owed to him, which we didn't know in the first place. Yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering, like, like uh, the Dr. Verringer character, maybe, like, this is another, like, uh, subverting the expectation of the genre... He's supposed to be, like, the one-note bad guy, basically. But we learn later that he's actually, like, trying to get... Uh, he has a, Roger Wade has a debt to him, basically. And that's why he's uh, trying to get him to sign off on the check, basically. Yeah. yeah that's kind of what, I, what I'm thinking about that character, but... Mm-hmm. He also just, like... He's, What's the debt? Uh, $800? $600? No, it's, eight, no, no, but it's, it's, like, eight, what, it's like $6,500. What does, he do? what does the doctor do for him? Is it... He's just the, uh, like, the... Um, he, he, he just takes care Roger of Roger just like a patient. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. So I, I feel like that's kind of sort of. I'm assuming it's just the, it's just a conversation on the medical industry coming after you after your insurance bills. You that's know? It, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it could be that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was halfway as a joke, but also but re- re- regardless, he also is kind of just like a. He just he's just annoying, honestly. Like yeah, like just surface yes. level. Like he he looks like an annoying guy, honestly. Like just like a really creepy, like sly, like non trustworthy guy. Yes. Um, not not a doctor I'd want to go to. Honestly, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Marlo... Well, whenever you're first, like, in the mental asylum, you think he's there, like, kind of against his will, almost? Or, like, yeah. not, like, fully in his will. Like, because, like, that's almost what, like, Marlo, I feel like, thinks. Because he, he's like, you don't have to sign that check under duress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's how he ends up, like, getting him to come home, is, like... Because he actually sees him. Like, it almost feels like he's being held there. Honestly, but, honestly yeah. Yeah, um... But yeah, Marlo basically gets him to come home, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, which they come home and uh, basically them two are reunited, basically. But like from the very beginning, from their interactions, you can tell 
they're not the the uh, Eileen and Roger Waits relationship aren't is in the best place. Like it's, it's, Dude, it's the very, dog like, doesn't like him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's, the that's big a good sign too. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but um, okay, but then yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think this is also the scene where he he uh, when he's about to leave he tell he asks uh, Eileen Wade did you know Terry Lennox and she's like uh, or no she or it might, it might have been him her asking him like uh, did you did you know uh, was Terry Lennox like a friend to you or whatever and he's and like she slips though she says my friend Terry and then she's like oh, I oh okay yes she, yeah something like that where he kind of recognizes it too yes yes like, yes she's lying to but because because okay because in that in that moment I'm pretty sure he initially didn't want to come back in the morning. He's like, oh, I probably won't be. Like, my job's are done. Yeah, when she slips, he's like, okay, oh, okay I'll yes. see you back in the morning. Oh, okay. That might be that why. Might, that's a little okay. change of mind, yeah. 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 Um, but then, this is this, this is the... And then, well, he, he goes back to his house. Uh, and when he's walking to the elevator, we meet Marty Augustine and his men for the first time. Which, the guy who plays Marty Augustine did an amazing job. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, my gosh. He's, like, such a good, like... Uh, Hot and cold bad guy, like he's so good. Like, like warm. He's like warm. Like he's like the opposite of like uh, uh, the the tall bad guy in McCabe Miss Miller. Like he's like uh, he's not he's not trying to. Or the, the bad guys are just the bad guys in McCabe Miss Miller. They're not trying to like warm up to you at all. No, like, I see what you're saying. This yeah. guy's like trying to like smooth up, just like gain your trust and then like like explode on you basically. Well, yeah, this scene specifically. Oh my gosh, yeah. this scene. Yeah. So <laughs> they okay. So basically, the, the it, we learned that Terry Langs had like a. Uh, uh, a bunch of his money, basically, with him, and he took it to Mexico. He's a drug dealer, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And uh, which I, which mentions this plot. The, the, the plot is also kind of convoluted, which is part of the course of like a Raymond Chandler novel, I'm sure. Uh, so it could be kind of hard to describe it, but like uh, part of the course of noir movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, basically, uh, now now he's like he, he he's he knows Marlowe took him to uh to it and so now he's like he's pressing marlo to get him this money basically because his connection to terry Lanks or whatever yeah and um basically uh uh he, he basically like he uh he, he him and his men drag like basically like uh take marlo against his will to his apartment to question him um they start searching his apartment or whatever and uh well funny and they and they like see the girls because the girls that live across oh, from them yeah. are really funny they're just a funny part of the movie because they're just like these new like yoga yes. like they're, they're these modern girls that he doesn't fully understand obviously because yes, yes, he's yes. like not from this time basically okay yeah, yeah, but yeah. like they they're walking up there and all the guys with them are just like oh my god yeah, where do you oh live and, I guess. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, and we we get a scene with uh one of those guys <clears throat> in a bit and it's kind of funny. You know, I, lo- I like their relationship a lot actually which which relationship? The uh, relationship between uh, um, Marlo and the young guy Harry okay, yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, Their yes, relationship is yes. actually really we'll, cute. We'll, we'll talk like, about that soon. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just really oh, cute. I did I did that didn't connect with me. Or I, I didn't really remember that from my first watch. Yeah. So watching this yeah. time, I was like, oh, this is like a cute relationship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. But what we're about to talk about is not cute at all. No, because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, the the uh, what's the bad guy? Marty Augustine's girlfriend or whatever. Which which is really is like because uh, he he's like he's like introducing himself to Marlo. He's like you know I have I have a wife and a beautiful three kids or whatever. And then he like starts talking about like uh, uh, and he's like oh yeah. And then like uh, he introduces Marlo to his girlfriend basically. Like this guy is like obviously like, oh he's like a mafia. Like this yeah. is a Scorsese character dude. Honestly, like <laughs> in a way yeah. Uh, like I mean well I guess I guess Altman was 
making these what, what, when did Mean Streets come out before or after this 71, movie 71 okay okay yeah. so this was after yeah it's yeah. a 70 71 basically but I guess yeah. you're saying it's that type yeah. of character honestly yeah um, but yeah like uh, basically uh, oh man like so his girlfriend or whatever or mistress or whatever uh, comes in because she's thirsty and wants coke and like uh, and like Marlo's like yeah I have coke some in the cold. fridge and, and <laughs> it's like it's like this like like mostly drinking one basically um, but like uh to intimidate him, Marty Augustine is like, here's someone I love. And then takes the Coke bottle and smashes it in her face. And it's yeah. the most, one of those brutal. It's shocking, it's so dude. Like, I, like, the funniest <laughs> part is, like, even his own men didn't expect it. Because, like, I rewound it to, just to watch yes. the reactions. I, like, I watched that this time. Like, yeah, because, yeah. like, their reaction is just like, yeah, oh, they're just, like, mouth the game, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, they're all shocked. <laughs> and yeah. brutal. Yeah, oh it is God. brutal. And it comes out of nowhere. Like, and, like, you can obviously tell there's a cut there. But at the same time, like, just, like, the fact that she's, like, when yeah. she's screaming and, like, the, you can, like, she's, like, covering her face, but you can, like, see all the blood and everything. Yeah. It's like, uh man. No, it, it's just, like, super shocking. He proved his point, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which, yeah, and that, that added another, like, side to him. Like, he, he's not afraid to, to, person, uh, to intimidate people with any method he can, obviously. Yeah. Um, he wants his money. Man. But, um... Well then, uh, when they're leaving, Marlo tells him, and this is when he sees uh, Marty. And he tells him really smart, also, just because like they don't know about like all the entrances to his place, yes, because yes, like yes. they they leave Harry, that guy, to like watch him, yeah, and they don't know that he like he's already like outside, basically. Oh, like that's yeah, that's yeah, a classic yeah. noir thing where he's just like yeah. he's literally like waiting for them as they come down from his house, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. He, but, he, he knew like the the longest route to take them when when they initially yeah. captured him, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he sees them go to Eileen Wade and Roger, Eileen and Roger Wade's house to question them, and th- this is when he gets even more suspicious uh, of the Sylvia Terry Lennox and yeah. Eileen Roger Wade connection, basically. Um, but uh, yeah, so then we go to the next morning, and this is the scene with Harry, because so this is another deconstruction. I feel like because obviously it's like Marlowe, the guy's supposed in a typical private history, he's supposed to tail him. Yeah, but then like he's like doesn't really know what to do, and Marlo's just like giving him lessons basically. On yeah, how to tell him it's oh it's so funny. <coughs> he's just telling him out. He's just telling. He's just being so. It's just so cute, dude. Yeah, like like Harry, I'm proud to have you follow. Yeah, because oh like because the because Harry like we see he's just this dumb kid. Like yeah. he's like like he's whatever. He's, he's not a kid. Though. No, he's acting like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like he's acting like he's sixteen, but he's like probably twenty something. Yeah. But like he's just this dumb fucking kid. But he's like like we see his character earlier that like from the night before where he's supposed to be watching. He's supposed to be yeah. watching from Marlo. He's just up there looking at the girls that are dude. Like at the balcony. Like and he's doing that in the morning too. No, yeah, he's yeah. doing that in the morning. He's, too. he's like asking. Well, actually, he's like, asleep in the morning. I'm pretty sure. Because Marlo wakes him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But, and he asked Marlo like, uh, "What's the deal with those girls up there?" Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and Marlo's like gives him the address. He's like, "This is where I'm going. Uh, I'm proud to have you follow me." And, He's and, like, and, "Just in case you lose me in traffic." Oh my gosh, <laughs> so, so cute. Uh, and then we get uh, Marlo coming up to the security guard at the uh, security guard that we saw earlier, and he's like. The, he's like uh, he like tells the security guard, "Oh, the, the kid falling right behind me. He loves uh, he loves Walter Brennan," <laughs> which is so funny because I watched I rewatched Real Bravo kind of recently, yeah. so who had a lot of Walter Brennan in it, and this is a really good impression. Actually, this like, is a really this good guy's impression. talented, but it's so funny. Like uh, when when the when the kid uh, pulls up to the security guard, and and the security guard's like. I, I'm not gonna try to. Okay, I was about to try. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to. Yeah, 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 y
Like just, uh, it, it's so good. Like, like he's like doing the walk perfectly yeah. too. Like oh my god. And then Harry just looks at him like what? what? <laughs> and, and and then like the security guard just realized oh wait, yeah. Marlo did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh good. Um, but yeah, uh, and like uh, when they arrive at the house, he's like uh, and like he's like the 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 Harry's like uh, skipping right behind him, and then Marlo's like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're supposed you're supposed to you're supposed to not uh, I'm supposed to not see you. Yeah. Like, what are you telling me? <laughs> And then uh, the guy and the and the Harry likes like okay okay and like starts like sort of walking off. Yeah. Marlo enters like the gate, uh, closes it, and then and the kid immediately goes to jump over. Yeah. And Marlo just opens yeah, the door so and like and just like looks at him like come on bro. Yeah. Like, you gotta be better than this. You gotta be so it's so funny honestly. But, uh, um, <coughs> but yeah, uh, now we get the scene where Mar- Marlo goes to the waves, and it's it's the scene's so interesting. This collection of scenes, honestly. Because of course, this is where we're seeing like the the troubled relationship between them. We talked we talked spoke a bit about the scene earlier. Because um, he arrives, like checks on, like s- says hi to them, and basically uh, Roger Way tells uh, Elliot Gold to uh, Marlowe to go to the beach, basically yeah. uh, go outside while they talk for a second. And um, so so we're seeing like this voyeuristic like discussion, but it's like it honestly doesn't even really like, the conversation they're having. Like it honestly like it's so like. It's honestly like almost like in- ineligible in a way. El- El- How do you like you, you can't really understand really what they're talking about because that a lot because of Roger, like they're they're honestly yes. they're like talking in like uh, they they're like like they're like avoiding saying like directly what yes, they're talking yes. about, but like they're like talking around it. In yes. a way. it's super like no, yeah, I agree. interesting. Well, this is this where she tells him she'll leave him for the first yes. time too, and then he's and then she and then he says, "What do you say?" And then she doesn't say it again. Yeah, yeah. Because like she, she's, he's like, he's like, I was gonna tell you something last night, but I, I forgot what it is. And then she, yeah. you, oh no, you told me something last night. I forgot what it is, basically. But uh, one of my favorite, might be my favorite shot in the movie, it's which, one of the which we'll use an image. Is like, yeah. it's not even a reflection. All it's supposed to look like one, but he's like overlaying them. Yeah, pretty sure. Because you see, you see the 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 reflection basically of Elliot Gold just at the beach, basically. Hmm. And I, do you guys do you think there's any like like specific like meaning in this shot or like? Or just like I, I don't know. It's, well, it's I know such an it's just choice. I know it's the ju- I know it's supposed to add to the voyeuristic nature of the movie for sure because okay. that's what it feels like. Like it's just a drifting camera. Like that's almost yeah. what this feels like. It's okay. just like drifting slowly to see like what Elliot what Elliot Gold's doing out there, okay. basically. Because then it comes right back to the conversation. Yeah, it's it's but, super interesting choice. Like, but and actually, it does sort of set up. Uh, a similar shot later, which is a very important shot in the movie. No, that's that's my favorite shot. In the movie, yeah. Is that that, that use amazing. of the zoom lens is oh just the best gosh. shot. It's, the, it's one it, like that and the opening shot of McCabe and Mrs. Miller is my favorite shot. Of the zoom, like the, my favorite use of the zoom lens, I think. Okay. My, at least I have recently seen. Like, okay. He also he also we forgot to mention he also uses the zoom lens sort of in the final shootout. McCabe and Mrs. Miller really cool. No, he does. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, but so then. Uh, Marlo comes back in, and then Roger Wade and him have a conversation outside, uh, you know, having a drink or whatever. And what's so funny is this scene also kind of doesn't really make much sense because, like, that and uh, it, it's it's sort of like the scene earlier where they're like they're like kind of like not really even like talking about like what they really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But then I learned that they actually this scene was improvised. Okay, I can see. That. Because it's more like a normal conversation. Yeah, scene. I can see that. The, although it is. Um, uh, it, it is revealed that uh, Roger does reveal that Mar- Mario Augustine owes him fifty grand, which we then yeah. realize it's actually apparently. Well, then later we realize Eileen Wade reveals that actually Roger Wade owes Marty Augustine. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's super like it's 
I feel like it's actually the convolutedness of it. That's yeah. that's sort of what I came to the conclusion. Oh, yeah, of. Like, it's sort of hard to like get on what actually is who owes what money to who, but like at the same yeah, time, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't is. really matter. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't honestly. Yeah. Um, and like Marlo asked Roger about Terry Lennox, and Roger says he didn't, doesn't know him. But I, I I don't know if that's just like Roger Way like lying at, like lying on purpose or just like just being Roger Way like. Uh, drunk and high off his mind or whatever but yeah um but yeah um then this is when we see uh, <coughs> marlo go back to mexico just go to mexico all of a sudden basically to to ask about uh see to, Terry's corpse, to investigate yeah. terry Lennox yeah. and stuff and like basically he doesn't even spend that much time here either it's just like oh we're in mexico well now. no the reason why he goes to mexico is first he goes home he opens the letter Okay, oh, he yeah, gets the five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A letter okay. from Terry saying goodbye. I think it says goodbye, Phil. Um, yeah, it says goodbye, Phil. <clears throat> okay. And okay. That's why he decides to go. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't spend that much time in Mexico, though. No, like, it's like only one scene. He like, he like he goes to the coroner's office, basically. Yeah, he like asks them about him, and they said yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like they tell him the details of it. Like, yeah, we found him dead, and then like we see like a the I think the funeral proceeding outside too, like. It's in like the same shot too. He's like, I think he's like, he's like shooting them from the outside, looking in the building. They're talking, and you kind of see the the funeral proceeding in the foreground. The funeral proceeding is this on. this is the band playing the Long Goodbye, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, well, that's the only music ever played, but it's so good. Like, yes. Like, it, it, like there, it, like there's so many moments of just the Long Goodbye score being played, or just like oh, the Long yeah. Goodbye, yeah. S- s- like just that song being played, just in so many different ways. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Man. Plus, I think like the significance of why it's Tijuana. And why Terry chose this place is because, really, for him to get away with this lie, it only took two people to lie. Yeah. The lawyer, I mean, the coroner slash judge, or something, I think he has, like, two different jobs or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And then, also, the police officer. Yeah. Yes. And they basically made it, I mean, at the end, just with more money, they're like, yeah, it just took us those two to lie. We okay. easily faked his death. Damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I've been saying, like, everyone in this movie's been lying. Yeah, yeah, including yes, these yes. two people are lying to him right now. It, it's it's a, it's a very like immoral world. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and like L.A. Gould is like he he's just he's just like a he's from a different time. He, he's a, he's like, the, he's yeah. the good-hearted <laughs> protective, just basically like lost in this world. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Um, but then like it's it's and then we just like we go he goes back to just I I went. It's just so funny how he just like jumps everywhere like all of a sudden. It is. Awesome. Yeah, I'm back in California. Yeah, like back in California. Um, but then this is when we get like he goes to the, he goes to Roger <laughs> and. Um, and Eileen Wade's house, and they're having the party or whatever. Um, and basically, uh, there, there's this argue uh, like the scene is also like sort of like it's, it sort of doesn't really make much sense. But like, uh, basically, this is the scene where Doctor Vanager comes over and basically asks like, uh, basically forces Roger <laughs> Wade to finally sign the check. Basically, hmm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's 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 sort of confusing scene. <laughs> It's a confusing scene because I don't think we ever learn fully why. I, I I don't know if this is in my head or if it happens. Some character says in the movie, but I think I'm pretty sure they. It's some. It's mentioned where the reason why he wants that forty four hundred was because he was an alibi for him for something. Ah, was it? Yeah, know. like uh, he paid him to be an alibi for something. Okay. Because uh, like, I don't remember. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Eileen Wade said like yeah he has like a lot of debts to everyone or something. I guess. But it's like it's it's specific why like he's not saying why he wants specifically the money he just keeps saying yeah. like you you're gonna pay me forty four hundred yeah, it's obviously it, something, there's some yeah. secret forty four or sixty five 
It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, yeah. Like, well, then, I wrote my notes 44. 6,500 okay. is from McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah, you're, yeah. That's oh, right, yeah. no, that's yes. just well, 250. Well, it says 250. He says 6,500 later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the, he basically uh, barely offers a little more than the original. That's like kind yeah. of a joke because he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, after yeah. he does all the reducing, he, comes, he gets down yeah. 6,500. It's like, oh, you guys weren't really up for <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure if they my personal belongings or not. So if you take that out of it, you know. It's like, how much is his personal belongings? He's like, 7,500. Yeah, you just keep going lower. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but see, it, I don't know why he needed an alibi though. That's what I'm like. Yeah, it it, it just it's it's just it's just the convolutedness of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it just shows how. No, because that, that's why I like the, the convolutedness as part of it in terms of we never really find out for sure why this doctor's so like. Yeah. Almost evil in how he's trying to get his money. Yeah, you know, like yeah. slapping him in front of a party. You know, like why is the doctor doing acting like this? Like talking to him like a child. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's and basically weird. the way he's framed, like he's framed like an evil guy. You know, well, the doctor, like the doctor guy. acts like that Marty guy. So yeah, and he just looks evil too. Like the Marty, like, he just looks that part. Honestly. To me, like I uh, read it almost like it's just like a doctor, just another guy trying to get money. You know, that's all he cares about. Like, like yeah. okay. even if he was, if even if, even if he was just trying to get the money just for a treat, just for treating him, yeah. and he just didn't pay. Like, That's how could the doctor be proud of his work? You know, yeah. he's, like, at this guy's party. Yeah. He's, like, drunk as fuck. Like, uh, doesn't give a shit. And, like, yes. uh, you know, the doctor just doesn't care. He just slaps him and gets his money and leaves, you know. Doesn't care if yeah. the patient's okay at all. Like, tell <laughs> Yeah. But, uh... Basically, I think... I think... Well, I think Marlo then presses Eileen about the Lennoxes. Yes, yeah, so I yeah, think this right. is where he's like starting to be like, okay, what happened? Yeah, like tell, tell me, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're obviously not you're lying to me at some point. But and then I think then this is the next scene where uh, they're at night, well, they're having dinner. Dies, yeah. Okay, so okay, so they're having dinner, and then he presses her. But yes. while he's pressing her, we see uh, similar shots earlier of when Marlo's on the beach. We see the shot of the kind of reflection, like overlay shot of. Uh, Roger Wade just going into the walking into the waters, which is just like I mean, you said it's like your. This is probably because what he asked her is where yeah. was your husband the night Sylvia Lennox was killed. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes, because he still it's kind thinks of it's, like they he both cheated. They, they cheated, like they, yeah, they yeah. reverse cheated, kind of, they swapped. He, yeah, he, I, th- I think Marlo still thinks it's Roger that killed. Like he still believes Terry is, in, is innocent at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he still thinks no, that's Roger's why he's asking. Yeah, yeah. he's still, still like, Roger's exactly. acting guilty. Yeah, and yeah. that's why he okay. I think it might have been cool that it mentions the alibi thing then. Okay, because yeah, like yeah. that's what his theory is. Well, that's he, why the doctor's like, like I love, kind of thing. I love when he's questioning her and he's, he's like he's like did did your did your husband uh, cheat on you with Sylvia Lennox? Which he doesn't know. And he's like, did you do you suspect your husband cheat on someone that may have been Sylvia Lennox? That may have been Sylvia. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and then we see basically Roger Wade walking into the water. Yeah, yeah, zoom lens is just so good because oh it's. Gosh. It's just that voyeuristic nature of the entire movie that, that has been doing this entire time, but it's just such an amazing fucking shot. Just, like, slowly looking... Because it's pitch black outside, yeah. and then you just see a white shirt, basically. Oh, like, because it, it, at least the first time I watched it, this time I know I knew what I was looking for, but the first yeah. time I watched it, it took me a sec to notice, like, there was even a person out there. Yeah. Because it's supposed to take you a second. Like, it's a zoom lens. Like, it's slowly showing you, like, what's oh, supposed it takes to happen. A, but, I mean, it, it literally is a yeah. long goodbye. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's such a good... And you just hear shot. the waves. You yeah. just yeah. hear the waves, and, like, kind of their screams and stuff, Bro, like, yeah. but it's too late. And the dog carrying the cane, too. Oh, my gosh, that shot's insane. Uh, and like just yeah just like them like helplessly like the way just helplessly crashing into them like they can't do anything they're yeah. so helpless man but I, okay because it's right after this when they like the whole aftermath of the police are there and everything yes is when he asks her are you uh lying about roger and he says something about and then she says uh i think he killed sylvia uh, okay yeah she says something she uh-huh. says something like i'm pretty uh yeah i think so 
Because he's like, did he kill Sylvia? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Because that's uh, an easy way out of this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's why he thinks it's... An, uh, Roger paid for the alibi, basically, to be at the mental oh, hospital. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Cause, and and then he 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 talks to the police officers and tells them that theory. Yes, and they said yes. they said we knew the whole time that uh, Roger Wade left Sylvia Lennox's house, uh, to go to the hospital or whatever. Okay, I think, like he went straight from there to from Sylvia Lennox's to the hospital or to the hospital I think or somewhere, and I I I, I think this might be like him still like. Do do you think do you think this is Marlo like do you think that that adds to his theory like that makes him more confident I couldn't really tell in this scene like when he hears that info because obviously like the I don't know it's like like do you think Marlo gained anything from that info of of the police officer telling him that they knew the whole time that Roger I I, I that scene I was like I was like I don't know why I think it makes him more suspicious of Terry and of and of uh what's her name? I, oh, I, I, oh, I think okay okay, okay. okay. Like okay, because uh, if they already knew all this, then they didn't really suspect Roger to begin with, kind of basically, because okay. they weren't really keeping keeping tabs on him. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so the next scene we immediately cut to Roger or not uh, Marlo going to the uh, Marty Augustine's basically like office or whatever. Oh, this scene's great. Also. I, I, I'm assuming you guys... Arnie. Yeah, Arnold yes, Schwarzenegger's yep, in this scene. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Sort of obvious, actually. Like He's not really like in the... He's like... He's pretty it's close It's very obvious. It's kind of obvious, yeah. Also, he's like... Huge. It's very obvious. He's huge. He's wearing gold underwear. Like, That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, I think he was a big actor at this point. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, he hadn't gotten big. I think he had done Pumping Iron before this still, but no. I think Pumping Iron was before this movie. No, and I can't remember. I, I, what's funny about this is the, the, the following scene when, uh, when Marlo's like at the beach like mad... He's like, I, 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 need, I, I want to speak with Ronald Reagan. I want to speak with the governor. And what's funny, it's funny in the scene, is he goes to the scene and meets Arnold, Schwarzen- sorry, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character there, who later became the governor yeah, of California. Was, so he technically got his wish. He technically got his wish. In a way. Like, <laughs> no, this was before Pumping Iron. Oh, it was? Okay. And he's uncredited in this, I guess. Yeah. Well, this, I, this is the only like scene the, I, re- I remember him in, so... I yeah, he, this is the only scene he's in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, this scene's though. great, like... Mar- Marty Augustine still pressing about the muddy. Yeah, yeah. And then br- brings the... Br- she, he, and then the, the girlfriend... He brings in the girlfriend again because Marlo asked about her. <clears throat> and she has, like, all, like, the, the, the face braces or, like, the, the the bandages and, like, her, like... She's, like, a... What do you even call the thing? It's, like... It's just, like, a jaw brace, basically. Jaw brace? Yeah. Okay, yeah it's it's implied they broke her jaw, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, uh... Uh, and like he's he's, he's like he's like acting the same way towards her like uh, the same way as he did uh, yeah. before. So you're like I was starting to think the first time I was watching I was like oh my gosh he's gonna hit her again like uh, prove a point again. But yeah. this time he said to 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 finally uh, know um, uh, you tell the truth you need to take off all your clothes basically. Yeah. And like Marlo's like I'm not wearing all my clothes. And then like okay everyone take off their clothes. Yeah. Basically. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's but so then, fucking funny honestly. Uh, like this scene this scene is like it's like. Kind of, it's kind of tense for sure but because like, it is, yeah. but it's also just fucking hilarious. Like, because like, and then like Mar- Marlo takes off his jacket, and then the the, the wallet falls. Yeah, out. the five thousand yeah. dollar bill. Uh, it's like an actual five thousand dollars. Yeah, bill. oh yeah, yeah. And, and then and then and then uh, Marlo Everson goes, "Ooh, uh, I, I I was right. Uh, when, when you take off your clothes, the truth does come out." The truth because uh, that was one of like the like the five thousand is like the five thousand. They don't bill, have, There's not a lot. It's a very written like there's three of them in the suitcase that uh, yeah okay. Mar- that belong to Terry, Terry Lennox that well, Terry Lennox had that belonged to Marty yeah. Augustine, and basically now he's like has more suspicion, 
and then basically tells Harry, you know, the the, the <clears throat> key relationship between him and Marlowe, tells Harry to kill cut, him. cut him, basically. Or cut kill him, him yeah. basically, yeah. Uh, cut then, well, they, well, actually, cut, cut his dick off. off. Yeah, cut, cut it off. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cut what off? <laughs> they didn't say dick, but like, the, it, oh, we know, yeah, we know yeah, why yeah, he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh man, but um, uh, but then this is when like he gets lucky, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the how much money was it again? I it's like sixty something thousand. A lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, basically. It got delivered, basically. It turns out, like, yeah, they, they got the money now. Um, so I think he actually comes in saying your your fairy godmother saved you or something. Like, he actually, like, uh, Marty actually says that. Or maybe that was a little... I think that's that was Marlo saying that. Cause, maybe, yeah, because yeah. uh, Alex is like, okay, you, you were telling the truth the whole time, yeah. basically. Like, And like Marlo's like, okay, I guess, guess, guess the gods were looking at yeah. me, basically, like yeah. what we were saying. But um, uh, basically, then Marlo exits, and then he sees... Uh, Eileen Wade. Yeah. Drive. This this is a great scene too. Oh my gosh! Like, basically, because that then now he knows that like okay, that that the, now she's suspicious basically. Yeah. Now now he needs to talk to her, but she obviously doesn't want to. And like him chasing her, that the, the yeah. way he films that of him chasing her in the car is like so cool. Yeah, oh my so gosh! Good. Until he gets hit. Yeah, but that's a cool. That cool. It part. is cool. Like, how he gets hit too. Oh like, my gosh. I love the cut after he gets hit too. Just to, like yes. the person all in like the full yes. body breaks because it makes you think yeah. it's him. It makes oh my it, god. And then no, just cuts to him at the next day. Nah, he's like, oh. It's like, oh, you got really fucked up. This scene's also really funny because, like, he, he gets up and, like, and, like uh, he's like, uh, the, 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 the full bandage guy's, like, trying to give, give him the harmonica for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank, thank you. I guess, I guess I don't really play, but I can have it. And he's like, uh, you, uh, you, I saw your picture, man. You'll be fine. Like, uh, you tell that guy I don't hurt to die. <laughs> you tell that guy I don't hurt to die. But, um,. Um, but then, yeah, after this is when he returns to the house, like you said earlier, and Marlo uh, finds out that uh, Eileen Wade has moved out, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, and doesn't know her. But at this point, he's he, he basically knows, like, okay, her, her and Taylor must be, like, in cahoots now. And, and th- he doesn't really say it out loud, but he, he has to know at this point. Um, uh, it's basically, I feel like it's basically implied. Yeah. He goes literally to Mexico to... Yeah. Uh, to... Well, he knows. Him. He knows the last loose ends are the cops, or are the coroner of the cops yes. knows what happens, and he yeah. knows that he that that if Terry bribed him, he can bribe him too. And like, and like, this is a really cool shot too of when he brought when Marlo bribed because he doesn't he doesn't uh, Almond doesn't take the camera into the car. They they get into the car together, and yeah. Almond's yeah. just Almond's just following the car with his camera, and you just hear the ADR from yeah. the, on the car. Basically, it's super. He oh. does cut to the five thousand dollar bill, I think, once for sure, okay. because they do cut to him like sh- like pushing okay, the five, yes, like pushing the five dollar bill like towards or like showing him like right between the seats, and he's like, "I like to donate to to the oh, community okay. here." Oh, yeah. oh, it's <laughs> just the way he, no, yeah, just the like, way he said it. Yeah, it's like it's this like, is it's donation. It's a donation. Yeah, yeah all this is like the kind of crowded soundtrack where they're talking over each other. Yeah, yeah. Yes. basically revealing the truth of what happened. Oh, man. Yes, uh, but. Um, and then, yeah, basically, like, uh, the, the two were like, yeah, we easily faked it, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so easy, like, uh, but then we get, like, the final, well, not not the final, final shot or scene or whatever, but, like, the the, the, the scene this movie is kind of building towards, just basically Marlo confronting, uh, uh, Terry, Terry. and, like, uh, man, this scene, I, I, I mean, obviously, you, I feel like you have your, which I'm sure you'll, well, I'll give you a chance to talk about that, of course. Well, uh, to me, it's not that uh, it's. I don't like it. It's more like the whole movie is felt like it's kind of a. 
it's leading to it's like like you're saying it's not supposed to be satisfying yes you know like a typical kind of how you would feel at the end of a film noir movie yes where the good guy shoots the bad guy yeah and to me this one it feels like that still Okay. You're still getting that kind of payoff for a, a film noir. Like, where the most of the movie to me has been like almost the opposite, where it's teasing the payoff and then you never get it. Okay. Where this very end is almost it still feels like you're getting that you know kind of soft resolution. Okay. Which, you know, I. I what? Well, yeah. Ba- 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 that's basically why I was gonna say. Okay. But yeah. That, right. That's why. Yeah. But yeah, basically, Mar- Mar- Marlo like he, like Marlo says what's up, and I'm pretty sure like he doesn't say anything else because like Terry's just like uh, telling him like hey like you found me like. Uh, I forgot what he said. Like, uh, like, did he say like he's gonna give him some money or whatever? Like, he said something. He tries to pay him off first. Pay him off. Yes, yes, yes. Oh man! But then like, and then Marlo basically. I mean, this is the first time we see his gun. His the whole movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's why the poster doesn't make any sense. Like, that's why like they did make an obvious marketing mistake by trying to do that because it's not that type of movie. Except for this moment. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm kind of saying. No, but like the I I disagree. I love I love the ending. I love him shooting it. That's what I'm kind of saying. That's why no no the the reason I love it though is just because like it sticks. It's the same code that Marlo I feel like has had this whole movie honestly. So like it's him just sticking to this to this code of like he believed this guy was a friend. Yeah. And so, like, this is the death of, like, literally everything he believed in, basically. So, yes. And, he's and, literally and, killing and, and the fact that he brings up the cat, too. Yeah. Because the whole... You, you, of course, the cat's but to me, the, the death of everything he's believed in happens when he sees Terry Lennox there. That's him realizing, like, okay, like, even though he's kind of known the whole time, like, him just seeing there, like, Terry Lennox alive... And then he says, so you used me, and Terry Lexler, he says, that's what friends are for, for. I was in a jam. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's like, basically, you know, like, Larry, he's still kind of lying to him. Even his yeah, and that's why he kills him, though, is because yes, that's yes. not, that's that's his idea of friendship, and that's yeah. not that's not a Marlo's idea of friendship. Like, Marlo has a different code of friendship than he Honestly, does, which yes. is why he kills him. That, which is, that that's just the reason why. And, and, and also, of that and that, the fact <laughs> that, because of that, basically, he lost his cat, basically. Yeah. That, that was, like, one of the other, other things he cared for. So both things he really cared for basically are dead, basically, because of the situation. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Um, but then, so after he shoots him, uh, we see the final shot, which is, like, it's, like, third... So uh, it reminds me of the ending of the Third Man. Of So any ending of Third Man, we have uh, Joseph Cotton's character, uh, wait, uh, and, and the romantic interest. He's waiting at the car for her, but she just walks right past him. At the end of Third Man. Yeah. I should have said spoilers for Third Man. It doesn't really I matter. I should have said spoilers for Third, third Man. If you even know the spoiler, the movie's still yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, but uh, uh, this shot is is uh, uh, Ellie Gold just walking by, and you see Eileen Wade driving past him. And she, like, stops for a second and looks at him, but Marlo doesn't acknowledge her at all. Oh, yeah. And then he brings he brings out his harmonica and starts playing it a little bit. Oh, my God. I mean, dude, we should use the ending song for the ending song of the podcast. It's like it plays like this old timey hooray for Hollywood. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll definitely do that. And almost like just commenting on like a. It's like kind of a Hollywood ending, but not really. Yeah, honestly, you know? yeah. I, I'm, the I'm song is really good too. Okay, yeah, you're right. Because it even like cuts to like a kind of old timey soundtrack too. Like it sounds old, like an old time song. Yeah. You know? Okay. The way it's played. Or maybe it's that, that sort of ties into Marla being the '40s character. Okay. okay yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. that's. I need to know when that song. I don't know where that song is. Uh, you can probably find it too, yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, well, I, I love this ending because then she she sees him, and like he walks by, but then she like slams it to go forward because like yeah. she I feel like she realized at that moment, oh no, like yeah, something must have went down that happened. Something has happened to Terry in that moment. But yeah, uh, but did we mention by the way? It was revealed that to Terry. We, we, we it was revealed that what actually happened was Terry Lennox. Uh, 
Roger Wade caught Terry Lennox cheating on... Uh, caught Eileen cheating on... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, this, this is as the couple's... It's... I th- I'm pretty sure it's Roger... Uh, it's Sylvia that catches them to Okay, key, yeah. Isn't it? No, Ro- this... no, Roger told them. Oh, okay, Roger yeah, told yeah. them. And basically, she... Because uh, this is what this is what uh, Terry revealed in that moment with Marlo, is that, like, she, uh, sh- she found out about it through Roger... And basically was threatening to, because of that, threatening to uh, turn over the police for all this, like, drug and, like, illegal uh, stuff he was having, basically. Yeah. And basically that's why he killed her, basically. And, and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I didn't, I didn't mean, I, I, I didn't mean to kill her, I just, like, uh, pushed her or hit her or whatever. Yeah. And, 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 and then uh, Elliot was like, uh, or Marlo's like, uh, I saw the pictures, that was more than, like, a, just a one, one hit. He was and like, oh, you bashed her face in. Yeah, you, like, and, and, like, and, and I guess he's, I think he said, like, uh, that's what just what it takes, or she deserved it, or something, yeah, something like that. Dude, which is, like, what makes you, like, like what made me think, like, she's gonna do the same thing to Aline eventually. You know? Like, like it's kind of just, like, how he treats women, yeah. almost. Like, that's okay. just his view of women, is, like, they're just there to be used, almost, or, like... Okay, yeah. Well, everyone for, like, for Well, Marlo's everyone, everyone for him, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, like, that's just, that just plays into it. Another mm-hmm. reason why I love Ellie Gold shoots him, because, like, it's sticking to his, like, code. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. It's the no. satisfying ending, which is, like... But it makes sense, too. It makes sense, though, To me, the satisfying ending is, like, uh, Marlo realizing it. You he know, does realize it. That's why I shoot him. But uh, no, I still like it. I still like it. It just, I do like the the last shot is better though with him just not. Oh yeah, looking oh, yeah. At the last shot's amazing. Honestly, like, yeah. and I found out the song is from 1957. Doris okay. Day. Yeah. Okay. Right. Makes sense. That's probably when Phil Noir was at its peak to the 50s. Really? You don't think the 40s? 40s actually? Because okay. you know, it, it hooray for Hollywood kind of like being it being that's kind of sort of that's like approaching the collapse of. Golden Age of Hollywood, okay. Yeah. So maybe that's. I wonder if that's like a satirical song, like "Hooray for Hollywood," like maybe like or maybe like a just like a tribute to old Hollywood. That song being in the time, but I'm, I'm not really. I'm not really gonna speculate, but yeah, that's the long goodbye. Um, very good movie. Very One good. of my favorite movies of all time. What a picture! <laughs> oh yes, but yeah, um, two great movies. Uh, so next week we are gonna continue on Robert Altman. And we, we got two bangers as well for next week. We have uh, California Split uh, and Nashville. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We, we, we have a two-hour movie, and then we got, like, a three-hour one, <laughs> which is going to so take fair. forever to talk about, probably. But we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, three hours. Hope to see you next time. <laughs> hope to see you flowing through the clouds.